I guess we're good, man. All right. <clears throat> so, I still don't have an intro. I guess, welcome to the Nicolas Cage podcast, where we speak about one of our favorite actors, Nicolas Cage, because he needs more love. <laughs> he he does a great job in his films, and everyone just kind of thinks he's a joke. He's a weird guy, for sure. Definitely not really good at uh, financial purposes or purchases. Yeah, yeah, he does a good castles and shit. So. All sorts. Yeah, I think he has two castles. Yeah, my cousin at cathedral. Yeah, he uh, he bought the most haunted house in New Orleans, I think it was, and then it got foreclosed on. Oh shit. Uh, uh, yeah. So that's why he, I think that's one of the main reasons why he does a lot of bad movies. Well, one, he he just loves the craft. He loves to act, and he just loves to get into that headspace. If you hear, if you like, ever see an interview with him talking about acting, he's just like really into it. And he's just like all about it. Yeah, he's really so, into it. Oh, you haven't introduced yourself. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, introduce. I'm Austin. Uh, I'm here with my co-host Terrell. I'm here too. So, yeah, just the two of us. We're not. We don't need a whole fucking cast. No, it works, man. It's I like, think, um, like that lunch with the office ladies, which I'm really hyped for, too. That too. Office ladies? I'm going to plug another one. Yeah, yeah, the office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Plug them, whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, the two ladies in the office. That's all you need, man. I'm excited. It's great. Yeah, I, I think two is a, a really good number. Yeah, so you're not uh, talking to yourself. One of my favorite ones I've been listening to, actually, almost pretty much on a daily basis, is uh, Unspoiled. You ever heard of that? No. Uh, it's Natasha and Rashawn, and you know, basically the whole dynamic of, they have multiple series, and, uh, the dynamic is that, like, unspoiled. One of them has read this material or watched it before, and the other one hasn't. Oh, shit. And so, like, I've been rereading Harry Potter with them. Because Rashawn's never, uh, never read it, never seen the movies, knows nothing about it. Which really? is, like, a, a fucking unicorn. <laughs> I mean, it's Harry Potter. It's I haven't read a single book or seen the really? movie either. Nah, really? Not a single how, how, What kind of spoilers? Do you know anything about it? I know, um, I know the Voldemort dies in the end. Much I mean, that's typical hero's journey kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> I mean, uh, dude, it's it's one of those where it's like every time you reread it, there's more to it. Because J.K. Rowling, as weird as she's been lately on social media, and just like kind of retconning stuff yeah, and being yeah. like, oh, this character is gay and this character is whatever that. And I'm like, that's fine, but put some context in your books for it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, like, I totally lost what I was saying. Oh, well, no, those books are just really well done, really well crafted. Like, there's stuff that happens in the first book that comes into play in the last book, and like, it's it's just really well done. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So, anyway. a lot of people are. <laughs> a lot of people are. <laughs> I just haven't. I just I'm not. I'm not like, against anything. I'm sure she did the wonderful book. It's just one of those things I just haven't. Well, actually, no, I lied. I did. I have the audio book. I, I read the, the first couple. Ch- I listened to the first couple chapters of the other book a couple months ago because a friend recommended it to me. She's a very lovely looking lady, so you know. <laughs> She's a, yeah. So I, was like, I'll get I mean, that's that's why. That's, <laughs> so I was like, I guess I'll listen. I'll start reading. That's America why I watched it, Detective Pikachu over the weekend. Really? Because a, a, a cute girl uh, recommended it. To, of course, I was going to see it. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I fucking I saw the first one, first Pokemon movie in the theaters in like what ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, ninety seven. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like, of course, I'm going to see this one. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit with like with Pokemon. Yeah, and it was one of those where I was like. Like, this is the Pokemon movie I've always wanted, at least graphically, what I always wanted yeah. since I was a kid. Yeah, because I never really did it, and it's a weird, like, they're in that weird town, and the Pokemon are so good. Um, yes, but Nicky... Sorry, Nicky Cage, Nicky Cage. Nick I like, Cage. I like Nicky. Uh, love his work. So good. I love... Crazy Cage is the best Cage, in my opinion. So, oh, tell him, I guess, what's up, what's up, I guess I'm, I'm interviewing you now. So oh. what do you feel is the, the purpose of this podcast, and what's the motivation to you? 
the missions in. We're gonna go through, through a loop. Every, throw you in a loop. <laughs> we're gonna go through every Nick Cage movie, and probably dip in the, into some things he's produced. I think he's directed a few things. Oh yeah, see, I didn't know that. So. I, I mean, I'll have to go back and check his IMDb. But uh, I guess I'm not as big as Nick Cage as I thought. <laughs> I guess it's exposed. I mean, podcast. I've I've been on his IMDb page at least once a day for the last week. Really? Yeah, just because I'm like looking at movies and I'm like, oh, how, which ones are we gonna do? Uh, I, I made a spreadsheet for the movies, and we're gonna, oh, do, nice. we're gonna do a randomizer to pick. Oh, we'll, shit. I think we'll start out with a few favorites. Like, of course, we're gonna start off with. I, I say, of course, we're gonna start off with the face off. Of course, we're just gonna do it because. I mean, it's. I think it was the first movie I saw him in. Really? That was the thing that's gonna. I, I I don't. I mean, I was only seven years old when it came out, so it was one of those <laughs> where it's like I'm sure I saw it. Yeah, it's '97. It's like this big Jong's like first big American movie. I remember that too, and it too. I thought the prophecy when I when I hit you up about it, I'm like, oh my god, the prophecy. It's like it was signed because I wanted to do it based for my other thing, but I don't want to plug it yet. But I mean, my other that was hype. I went, it was on Netflix, and I was like, oh man, I wanted to do it for my thing. And like when I saw Amazon Prime, it just happened to like TV came on, and like the first thing was like and, and, like Face Off. I'm like, this is like in the state. You know what I mean? The star of the line. Yeah. The universe wants us to do like Face Off. I mean, how could you not want to see a movie starring Nick Cage, John Travolta, and directed by John Woo? Like, hide in his game, too, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's the top of his game. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else he, John Woo was doing at the time. By the way, he, he uh, Nick Cage directed Sonny. Sonny, okay. So. Um, I didn't know, because John Woo's doing all that. He's like, Broken Arrow, this is not, of course, famous for Hard Boil for you film nerds, we all know that. But, um, it was a good run. That's crazy. I didn't know he directed. I'm going to watch that now. Uh, let's see. Now, now I'm going off on what John Woo's been doing. Uh, he hasn't done anything in a couple of years. He's working on a few movies: Manhunt, The Crossing Two, Red Cliff, Red Cliff Two. That sounds like some Chinese propaganda shit. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I mean, I mean, China's been a fucking nightmare lately. I mean, obviously, I and mean, this is being filmed right at the height, at least currently the height of like <laughs> the Chinese protests and people like they're banning and like blocking material from america on their personal website or personal internet yeah it is john who's been directing since 68 yeah he's been out for a while damn fucking i had no idea he's born in 46 and he's older than i thought for some reason i thought he was maybe in his 40s or 50s Woo, he's old as shit um I thought one thing about them. I thought they would have a collaboration forever. I thought like John Woo and like Nicholas Cage were like, the perfect like duo for like, like to have. If I had thought after seeing Face Off that they would have like a tag team, you know, a Martin Scorsese like De Niro type like thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know what like I mean? he's in every. Well, single they movie. did. I mean, they did like The Wind Talkers together. I think Long John Woo directed that. I think they did a couple other movies together. But I thought they would have that sort of like that sort of tag team. Or they're just always in movies together. Like you know, I mean, yeah. like, you know, he'll do like every. You know, he'll do a movie like the next three, three Nicholas Cage movies, and then like do another thing, and I'm gonna do like, like you know, I mean, team attack. You know, the, you know, the, the get the band back together and keep doing that forever. You know. Yeah, I they're mean, just, like I think they have that vibe. They were just like you know, they had that that same spirit. They need it. We need those American films. Yeah. Sort of like let you know, like Nicholas Cage does his own wild thing, and I'll keep doing American movies. And but it didn't I really... I feel like it wasn't too much long after that that John Woo kind of became a bit of like a, a joke for a lot of like media. Because after Paycheck was his last like American film, right? After he did that, like Paycheck was his last one he did with like, I, I Ben Affleck, so. and then after it didn't do as well, and became kind of a kind of like a commercial bomb. It became like a kind of a they kind of like bombed the shit out of me. He's like, you know what? Like, you know, freak fuck America. I'm going back to China. Yeah. And then he did his own Chinese thing because they kind of shit all over that movie. It wasn't that bad. Looking back on I it, I don't remember. Wasn't that the one where uh, it's Ben Affleck? Yeah, right? yeah. He yeah, gets his, he, every time he finishes a mission, he gets his mind wiped, so he doesn't know what he did. 
It's like that or a time thing. Ah, oh, fuck, I forgot. It was like something to him, like he goes in like some sort of like, yeah, paycheck. Yeah, something either clear his yeah. mind or some sort of, yeah. He was like an assassin. He has mind wiped each time he did it. No, he did it with a tech guy. Yeah, it was a thing. So, but yes, it wasn't that great. He was a tech guy and he was doing some tech shit and he was like, yeah, every time you do some shit, like you're going to have to, yeah, I think it was clear his mind. And like you get paid some reduced amount of money. And then all of a sudden one day he's like, wait a minute, maybe I'm not doing good shit. And then I'm going to stop. And he was like, verging on. Anyway, back to Nikki. What's up with, with Nicolas Cage? Um, so why don't you think Nicolas Cage kind of like took off these like he deserve, maybe deserved to? I think the last big movie he did, an American film, was probably Knowing in two thousand nine. I'm thinking that's kind of like the, the, the turning point. I mean, the turning point as far as when he I stopped mean, becoming like the box office goal. I know his debt was a big player into it, but still, even though he didn't really get his like he became he was an American icon, and I felt like it fell off. I'm like you know he kind of he didn't fall off. I think of me, but I mean I felt like the, the culture kind of turned its back on him. Like I think it was around there because that like he did National Treasures before that. Next was a, another one that kind of took a dump yeah a really cool concept i think it was i think it's based off a, a novel by ted decker yeah yeah and it was like a big thing yeah, yeah it, it's a really cool concept a guy can only see like a few seconds yeah. or a couple minutes into the future and it's like that's a really cool concept because it's very limited but you can see all the stuff he does with it and but then the ending was like super strange and then there's that scene where he's like standing there and he like he like i don't want to say meditates but he like waits for the bolt to get <laughs> shot and he's just like Trump. Yeah, I don't know if just like yeah. this. <laughs> it's fucking like I don't know. It was, it was, I guess I wasn't really Matrix. It wasn't. It was just really dramatic. His like turn. <laughs> and I, I remember like that's a gif all over the place. It's a weird haircut too. They didn't help you there. He had a really freaking weird haircut. Uh, he he looks very strange with long hair. I think it's the is that hair with a slick back look, and he just yeah. looks weird. Because before I mean, women kind of something like even with the early night like, late night he was like a sex symbol in a way. He was like the, you know shorter hair. And he was Especially like in dude. Con Air, like like yeah, he, well, that like, was a uh, weird. He was, had muscles. He had like a. A tank top, right? And, then, like, the freaking, like, and he had the, the long, mullet, wavy hair. Yeah, shit going on. Uh, like, yeah, so I, it, it must have been the mid 2000s. Women thought it was hot. It was a weird, there's a weird point in the late 90s where women did think he was like, dude, like, it's like, he had unconventional, like, you know what I mean? That look where women just like were feeling it because he had the confidence of them. And then after that, you I think know, it like, was, I think, I think it was, like, it was like the last big one he did, and that was kind of after, like, the fall, not the fall of him. It was just weird. It was weird because there was no, like, there was no incident, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know what I mean? He got caught in a hotel room with, you know, some, you know what I mean, or something. And yeah, then, it, then, it, I mean, yeah, he wasn't. I mean, so far to this date of uh, October twenty first, two thousand nineteen, oh, he hasn't been accused of anything. Dude. But it's just, thing. It's just a weird thing in Hollywood because usually I notice that. I mean, I'm gonna my conspiracy theory. It's like Hollywood will ride with you, like 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 Leonardo DiCaprio. He likes really young girl. He does something. You know, certain actors are like do cocaine midges on the weekend. But if you like stick to stick to the script, show up on set every day, do your thing. Like Hollywood will rock with you. You know, you're yeah. good. Like you know, you can like you know, it's all in the water under the bridge. But when you like Lindsay Lohan, when you start like fucking up, like showing up to set on like you know, call time is like six a.m. You show up at ten. That's when the DUIs are coming out. You know what they? They're like we're not yeah. paying off cops anymore for you anymore. Like fuck you, bitch, you're yeah. on your own. And it's sort of like that. And there was no moment. That's what I think fast. There's no like kind of like that thing with him. You know, I know he ran into debt problem. He kind of did a little like, cheap movie for a while, but it was never like you know what I mean. I feel like they turned his back on him. Like Hollywood didn't really want to like, believe in him, and he was doing well. Like he didn't. He always been on, t- you know, what I mean, director's had great relationships. I mean, he just never really just blossomed. It's yeah, a weird like fall. It was a weird decline. But that's what I'm saying. There's no like, I think I think I can actually pinpoint when this happens. Wicker Man is in 2006. Okay, which was terrible. But I'm saying the last one, the last like major director released to me was 2009, if I'm not correct. It was like uh with uh Knowing, right? Yeah, Knowing was the last one. 2000, okay, 2008 maybe. He's done a movie every single year. But I'm saying like, see, it was 2009. It was the last like, yeah, I'm thinking Knowing. See, I remember that. Knowing was the last like major theatrical. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Actually, no, it wasn't. I I, I stand corrected. Ladies and gentlemen, it was Sorcerer's Repentance was the last like theatrical release he had, like, major during 
Or no, drive angry, of course. And I was kind of like, when you started to like, tip her off. Seeking Jeff, I don't know. Actually, no, I'm fucked up. Damn, I'm really wrong. I was like, <laughs> I think I was wrong. Well, was I, a... Ghost Rider was, yeah, Ghost Rider 2 was, a, I mean, I'm, I'm saying that was the last major theatrical release of like him was, I think it was probably with Ghost Rider 2 when he sort of, he did Idris Elba was a villain. Yeah, because I mean, he did Joe that was like straight to Red Box. But critically um, acclaimed, though. It was still like, dang. I, have, I haven't seen, yeah, I think. Yeah, I it think... was critically acclaimed. He did that movie. I mean, Trespass went straight to video, too, and all of that, too. But... Yeah, I think it was around 2012, 2013. Oh, Crudes. I mean, that's voice acting. Oh, yeah, yeah. But oh, it was Crudes sort of a half step. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a, what is it? Uh, it wasn't a Nicolas Cage vehicle. It was sort of like, he was just a tag. Yeah, he's he done all, obviously, he's been like, obviously, you know, you did like the, okay, what is that movie? Kick-Ass and all that stuff. He had a great side role, but everything he became more of a supporting character after that. He was perfect for Kick-Ass. He became a side. He became a supporting character for a long time. Yeah, sort of like thing. So that's what too. That'll be my investigator. Like, what I happened mean, to Nick? Why did Nicolas Cage like sort of like just sort of dissipate from Hollywood? Like I, he was uh, ever long. He was like the Hollywood darling for a long time, and yeah. he just sort of he just wasn't just scary. Yeah, I think yeah, mid two thousands when it started dropping off. He even uh, he was in a doc- documentary about filmmaking. He played himself in Roman Polanski, Wanted, and Desired. It probably had to be like the heavy talking like thing, right? I don't really want to watch that. I don't want to. I don't really want to watch anything about Roman Polanski. <laughs> yeah, it's such a fucked up thing. I don't know how anybody can do. Like uh, when I watched Rush Hour three, weird, <laughs> weird off topic. He was in that movie, and Chris Rock and Jackie Chan talked about how cool he was. And this was, this wasn't. I mean, this was two thousand seven ish. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, it was. I mean, it was closer to the his the rape thing. Uh, like it was closer to it then than it is now, and like they were like totally cool with him because he was like living in France or something. Yeah, and he can't leave like, extradition. He can't leave. He was stuck in France for like forever. Yeah, <laughs> so. and so like he was in Canada. Like, oh, he was really cool. I was glad to meet him. I was like, how? Why? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I was still now looking at that lens where we take it more. So it was kind of hard for me to look. But even back then, it was just weird. It was like, yeah, was like accused for like raping. I remember child. at the time, I like, I was, I was in the theater with my parents, and he came on, and they got real upset. Yeah, they did, and I didn't understand. And my dad, he was clearly he was uncomfortable talking about it, but he like told me what like what he did, and I was like, and they put him in a fucking movie. Yeah, and, but now weird. I look at all the shit with like you know Weinstein and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, they're just gonna. That's how I was saying, though. They, when you have, like, a villain, when you're, like, a bad guy, like, you know, life of a bad person, they put you as a villain. You know what I mean? They sort of, that's, like, that's yeah. like a soft way of saying it's okay. You know what I mean? There's nobody, like, for example, classically, um, uh, Mel Gibson. If you notice his last, ever since his resurrection, after, you know, the series of, you know, you know, anti-Semitic, you know, racist comments, you know, looking at thing, he's been playing villain roles in movies. You know what I mean? He hasn't done it. What was the last thing he was in? <clears throat> I remember he was in Incredibles. That's the last major thing was in Incredible. Not Incredible. Oh. Sorry, he was in the Disney movie. He was in um, Expendables. He played the villain. You remember he's a villain? I guess. No, I, I, I saw the a, first one. I didn't see any of the other ones. He was in the third one. He played the villain in the third one. And ever since then, I noticed in a series of movies, he played the villain. Like, he was in a Machete. He played the villain in Machete, too. So oh, that's right. what I'm saying. He's a, it's kind of like, you kind of put him as a villain and kind of wait. Hopefully, the, you know, audiences kind of build away from Because that way, it's like easier to hate that person. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know why they put him in this movie. At least he's playing a bad guy where we don't have to get, like, picking shit on him. Why isn't, why didn't, why wasn't Nick Cage in The Expendables? He I'm probably gonna... was. I don't know. He should be in a. He should just be like. There's a lot of. That's what they're thinking. I think that's what they're, but the basis of the thing. Like, what happened? Why wasn't he like? Because as far as I know, he's a great working with. I mean, you mean like he's a great working. You know, it's usually the talent, but you also have that that great working with everyone in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like a really on, you know what I mean? Like, for example, the one you. I mean, don't love Tarantino. Like, he's a weirdo, but it, like he has a great relationship with everybody. He's he's right on time. He's a he's a, he's an absolute yeah. professional. You know, he's a weird, he says wild shit, but you know, he's a goddamn professional. He shows up on time on set. Yeah. He's really bad at his business. He's a guy, you know what I mean? So that way you can kind of like, you can, people excuse a lot of shit. You know, when you make a lot of money and you're professional, you know what I mean? Like you're made. 
But as far as I know, like, you know, like, Nicolas Cage is a professional. He counts as business, but it's like, people don't really vouch for him in Hollywood. I wonder if he prefer, prefer, prefers, prefers smaller roles. I, maybe, maybe he's more like, 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 more of like an, like, if he's taking himself more as an artist, he does smaller roles because it's like, it's like smaller characters, but he get, I guess maybe he feels like he'd be more free with it. Like, well, he, uh, that's, I mean, that's one thing he was telling like, 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 me, like, one his iconic roles, he does have a thing where he loves to play, like, He's very good in his role. He likes to play the you know characters kind of his way, and that's kind of his, maybe his problem. Maybe in the modern superhero era, where it's like he wants to play characters kind of his way and kind of doing his thing. And that's yeah. you know you, you sign up you when you hire you know especially a star you they have like hey like if you hire me, I'm gonna do it this way. Like if you yeah. hire you know like Samuel Jackson already movie, I'm gonna say motherfucker a lot. Like you know what I mean. And that's my lane. So don't hire me. You know what I mean. Not the same motherfucker a lot. Yeah. So that's gonna make conflict with him and like things. So I think he wants to play like you know, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play my own bizarre kind of way and doing it. You kind of have to like. Not, you know, let him. You know, that's who he is. You know, you, think you have to guide his performance in certain ways. You know, because I think he and, and uh, Ed Norton are kind of the same way, like that. Like they care a lot about the characters, yeah. and they have their way they're going to do it yeah. because that's how they think the characters going to do it, and they stick to that because they're stars. I mean, they yeah. are stars are stars, I and mean, that's what it is. You don't hire stars to not be stars. Like don't exactly. fucking hire. Like get somebody like, get an up and comer to play in your rules. Because like I'm like, and that's what they kind of call him divas, especially like now and like Dwayne Johnson's and they call him a fucking diva. And shit. You know, he's like, you hired me to play. You, you hired me. You know who I yeah. am. Like you know my persona. I like. I'm, you can guide me a little bit, maybe a little softer here, edge, you know what I mean, like, rub the edges around, you know what I mean, kind of like push me and nudge me in a certain way, but you can't, like, tell me, have, no, 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 I'll come, I want you to play it like, you know, you know what I mean, you can't tell, like, to in the case you make a super serious, kind of, like, quiet role, you know, it's not really who it is. Yeah, you don't hire Dwayne The Rock Johnson for his diverse acting skills, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, hire yeah, him yeah. because he's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He can be a big guy who's tough, but also have moments of kind of tenderness, and, you know yeah. what I mean, but that's really who he is. Like, the only move, last movie I saw him in that I was like, wow, that was different, was uh, Central Intelligence. Oh really? Where oh he, yeah, yeah. It was a complete he, shift. That yeah, was yeah, I, that, I, was. that was great. I was like, oh, he <laughs> yeah. actually does have some diversity. Like he's he, really tender and weird and nerd and nervous yeah, and, and stuff. And he, and like, he was like anxious yeah. and he was also like super like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. But he's also kind of insane doing yeah. this shit. And you're like, that was a really great character. That was a really fun movie. But then I see him like, you know, Hobbs and Shaw. I'm like, okay. No, I should with them. <laughs> I'm sure it's good. I'll agree to disagree. The only the only Fast and Furious movie I've seen is Tokyo Drift. That's a good one. That's a solid one. I mean, I was that was my like serious like high school weed days yeah. where I was like, yeah, dude. That shit was dope though. I mean, Han oh. was a great character. I, I my favorite scene. Dude, it ages well. Have you seen it recently? Yeah, it should age as well. Like for what that movie is, like you know what I mean, like it's gonna be a car racing movie and like damn, you know, girls and like you know what I mean, like half naked girls dancing. There's actually a whole because it's like the core of the movie is still like solid. Like you know what I mean, like you're the outsider and like some guys people are like, hey, we're gonna make accept you. It's like friends. The movie's really about friendship to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really that's the core of the movie, and that's why it holds up well. Like the outsider, we're gonna like, take you in and embrace you in our way and help you out with your life. You know what I mean? And, like help you get the girl. You know? Yeah. It wasn't just about cars. It was like and that's why it holds up well. I think it was it was about like community because even on the other side, like of the like the kind of the bad guys they were I think they were Yakuza but yeah. it's still about like community in a way yeah yeah it was, and like it was... making your own family or family and stuff and, and yeah exactly like, it was old, so he didn't have one in front, and it, but not in a really corny cool way it, was really, it, really, it felt really organic and didn't really feel forced and like, like this is like a pretty solid like little like action movie one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when like that, the main character I forget his fucking name <laughs> yeah, he wasn't a very good actor. I mean, like, no, uh, he was. He was practicing. If we get so big, you actually hear. It. Yeah, he was practicing his drifting, and he gets out of the car, and the accused guy comes up. They come up, and they start like beating the crap out of him. And Hans just sitting on like like a chair, <laughs> yeah. just watching. He's like eating, eating snacks, snacks, and yeah. he's like doing nothing to stop it. He's just like, oh, okay, this is that happening. Sucks. Poor guy. And a little bow wows in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he yeah. little bow? Isn't he just bow wow now? I think he's like been Mosley or some shit. Yeah, he goes by Mosley. Really? He's been having a rough time. He's been having a tough time. I mean, again, child star, 
Like, he's gonna have a fault. tough time. Poor guy. I feel bad. Uh, yeah, and he just goes by Bow Wow now. Like Mosley is uh, his, his acting name. That was like, Shad Gregory yeah, Moss. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. A Shad Moss is his Mosley Mouse. He's in CSL and stuff. But yeah, it was. Oh, no. I, was, I was surprised that Nick, oh, that's right, I'm pulling it back to Nick. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen him in a Marvel movie. I think he'd be great for that. Obviously, we saw him in, um, when we heard him in, what's it's it called? Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, a huge, phenomenal. he's a huge comic book nerd. He, has yeah. a huge co- he had a, a first edition printing of the uh, action comic number one, which is worth millions. <laughs> and almost Spider-Man. Remember, almost Superman. Remember? <gasps> almost. I love those almost, pictures. Almost, almost, almost became he Superman. Actually, he actually played Spider-Man, or uh, Superman in, in the Teen Titans movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great in that. He was I, great. I, did, I haven't seen it, but just, the, honestly, that cameo, I'm, I'm down to see it. That was the fucking weirdest year for me, because it's like, you literally, I'm, I'm going into Spider-Man, didn't, you know, going in and blind, you know, I saw one trailer like, early on, and I went, and I'm like, what the fuck, Nicolas Cage is in this shit? Yeah, I was, was like, I and then so I saw, excited. like, Teen Titans, I was like, what, again? Two years? Like, it was the best year I'm in this year, it's crazy. Because it's like, you hear another cameo from Nick Cage, it's like, this is crazy, dude. Like, again? Again? This is the craziest year. I want him to do. I mean, again, he was on Kick Ass. Yeah, I'm surprised Marvel hasn't like signed him on. I don't know. There's gonna be some weird I thing in the industry. They're just I like, don't, don't even worry know what, what character he would play. Uh, well, let me see what Google says. Could have been Nick Fury if it was like for Nick. Yeah, yeah. It would have been a good Nick Fury. What Marvel character could Nick Cage be? Let's let's see what the internet has to say. Oh, he was fucking Johnny Blaze. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's, that's oh, yeah. Marvel. That's right. I, I have a hard time counting that though because yeah, it's not MCU Marvel. It's not the MCU. No, no. This was before, <clears throat> before all that. I before mean, Iron Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Before Iron Man, it doesn't yeah. count. It doesn't, it doesn't count. It doesn't count in this new world. It's new, like new brave new world. To, ooh, I would like to see him as Lex Luthor. Yeah, you could do that. I, I mean, honestly, like he could like full. He can go if he goes full Nick Cage. Yeah, he's got to let him go full Nick Cage. You know, obviously the scenes where he's like eating on society and all that stuff, like being quieter. But the moments where he's just like losing his shit, that would be kind of cool. That's, uh, that would be dope. Uh oh, people saying Carnage. That would be kind of cool. Uh, did you see the the la- the Venom? No, what? I didn't see Venom. That was actually if you go into it expecting a buddy cop. Fucking amazing! That wasn't like, against it. Just never was like, eh, I saw trailer on this too. Like, I, I like everybody involved in it. I just never saw it. I, I, my dad gave me a, a DVD copy. Like he bought the Blu-ray copy that comes with the DVD. And our deal is whenever we buy one, we trade. Like oh, we yeah. give each other the DVDs. He, he gave back Hereditary. You know, like, <laughs> but uh, he gave me Venom. So if you want to borrow it, it's, I always want. I'm way too anxious good. about borrowing. I get nervous. I'm like, what the fuck a DVD? It happened one time. I'm like, never again. Um, and he, oh man, I don't know. Like, I would, I just, I want to see Nick Cage in superhero movies. I think he would, he would absolutely love doing it. No, but the problem is, no one. He, I'm sure he's read the comics of whatever the character is. Yeah, and no one can tell him to do otherwise that he. Wants that's to probably do. the problem. You know, honestly, that's probably because I know that MCU is like very rigid and like they're very template way of making yeah. movies. Disney's way of doing it, so that's what they probably wouldn't like. If he had to sign on, they would have to tell him like, you have to play. The, here's how we want you to play this character. Well, you. Now we got Deadpool coming in for a third movie that's still yeah. gonna be rated R. So oh, really? yeah, yeah so maybe there's more leeway. I would love to see him in that. I don't know. I don't know what Deadpool characters there are. So I'm just looking for reinvent a character just for him because Deadpool's still doing their own. It's like they're still doing their own thing. I mean, there's. I mean, there's a great comic. Uh, there's a Deadpool where he goes to different like multiverses and he meets different versions of himself, and it's that's really fucking. He meets a female version of himself and they end up making out, <laughs> and he's carrying around the zombie head of himself. And the zombie head's like, how was your first experience with, with interdimensional self-incest? He's oh, like, I don't want to talk about it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> That's... <laughs> uh, oh, 
man, I would have loved to see Nick Cage as Thanos. That would have just... Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. He would have been great. I would, honestly, I would love to just, like, if I had the money, I would just go into, like, a green screen with him and have him just, like, all right, you're going to be Thanos for five minutes and just do a scene. And, like, <laughs> all right, cut, and now you're going to be Wolverine. Oh, shit. I would, lo- I, would, I would spend so many days... I bet you they did. I put money on it. They probably did screen test a bunch of stuff, and they just, they just did not release it. They don't know what to do with him yet. Or all, like, I wonder how many audition tapes he does these days. Probably none. I'm sure people are like, oh, yeah, Nick Cage. We don't need to see his audition for this. Because clearly they're talking. If he was doing all these freaking, super, you know, voice of superhero movies, there's definitely, there's something out there where they just had a screen test and, like, you know, having or had a conversation with him. There's no way they didn't have him up there. Because being such a huge comic book nerd, they had to have him. Yeah, just don't um, know about it. He's not one to be chitty. He's not a, ch- I guess, like, 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 he's not a chatty patty, I guess. <laughs> that's a, I don't know if it's a PC. So, whatever. But, like, he's not, or he doesn't really talk about the ongoing. Because obviously, like, the way pop up and cameo, he, you know, he, he, at least interviews I see him in, he doesn't really, oh, and I got, you know, I'm doing this movie, but, like, you know what I mean? Don't, next year I'm doing, like, Spider Man. You know, I'm, I'm doing a voice. Doesn't... He doesn't talk about his other projects. So I didn't even know. No one knew, I didn't know he was going to do a freaking, like, in these, like, pop up of the voice of these characters. Like, so I, I really, I strongly believe that they've been, they've been talking to him. He's been taking meetings with Marvel and this and that, doing all that stuff, and like he's just trying to figure out. I think mean, just trying to work it out. I think mean, he's been in the game. He's been in the like, industry so long. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't talk about. You know what I mean? I guess it's a new era. Where it's like you gotta talk about everything. And like I had a meeting with this guy, this guy. And I had a movie with Star Wars, this and that. But like he's just like I'm doing this movie now, and then you know what I mean whenever it comes out, it comes out. He doesn't really. He just does it. It's not his mo. He doesn't yeah. talk about other shit coming up. Yeah. Then, no, you know what I mean. He doesn't. So I think he. I, I, think I really believe he did. Even the whole Superman. He never talked about this. I mean, have you heard him talk about Superman? Like not a single time. Like all, all we all I have is that. The, that one very bad video of him yeah. like it was Con Air era for sure because he had the hair and him and the long hair with that outfit and I remember when I was younger I was like that would be terrible and now as an adult I'm like we that was going to be a fucking gem and we lost it he, no, he doesn't talk about stuff like that he's like, no. he's like utmost professional about stuff he's just like I, projects of all parties keeps moving I feel like he, he is very like a, uh, what's the term like object permanence problem of like once it's done it's done it's yeah, gone and yeah, he's yeah. on to the next thing yeah and it's I mean, probably getting heartbroken so many times in the industry where you're all probably yeah. coming up and he's just like, you know, my guy, I focus on what's in front of me. Yeah. I, definitely, because I'm, su- I'm sure he's been... I mean, he not to say he's had a lot of disappointment in his life, but with the whole having money problems and just yeah. all this... I'm sure, I think he's had a few divorces as well on top of that, which is normal for Hollywood, yeah, but yeah. still, it's going to take a toll all on all the time. And plus, like, you know, doing all these, like, bad side movies, which... Again, not that he didn't do a good job, is that he wasn't directed probably and the role wasn't good, or he had, you know, bad opposites like uh, Kristen Hayden's in the movie Outcast. Oh, terrible. So bad. Well, he's just he's just not a good actor. He was okay in Jumper, but I was. Yeah, that movie recently too, like, like some theory piece where he's like, a, like a, working a journalist, and I was like critical acclaim. Really? Yeah, he did something a couple years ago where it was like, what? I, don't even think I can't imagine he's getting any. I even saw him in Factory going. He was terrible. He played like freaking um, what's the guy? The freaking. He was awful in Factory Girl. Bob Dylan, that's what he played. He was the worst I've seen. It was a, it was uh, a terrible uh, movie. He actually, oh, he actually been in a few things. He was getting worse. American Heights, o- Outcast, yeah, 90 Minutes in Heaven. Yeah, I've never seen any of this stuff. He's just, he needs to take some classes. <laughs> I mean, if he, then again, if he didn't learn his lesson for the first Star Wars movies... Or the, the first shit. two, or the two he was in. Yeah, it's sad he could really do. Why Jason Lee can't even sniff an acting gig anymore? Well, you know why? Sorry, there's a lot of IMDb. Well, because he was in Scientology. Oh, that's what happened, Jason Lee. Yeah, that, that's, oh, why, that's he, why he just left. That's why he's going to be. He's like the only reason to watch the new Kevin Smith movie. 
to watch Jason Lane. Yeah, see that. Someone, someone, because he even said this too. It's like this is weird. Like the whole like I don't know, like coming back and not because he's it, like his humor hasn't evolved. It's the same sort of like here's in the movie, kind of weird, gross out sort of like I put my friend in it. He's gonna do something you wouldn't expect him to. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, like. Uh, what was it? What was it? I think it's a little like pretty starlet, and then I'm gonna have her do something gross and weird, and then that's funny. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot, maybe not. Like, I don't know. I forgot. He may have listened to this. I'm like, I'm sorry, Kevin. I mean, I like you, maybe. Kevin. I'm paranoid of my career, and like, you know what I mean? Like, in my career, that's like, I'm like, you got shit to say. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, don't I wanna, feel like if anybody, I like, I'm a Kevin Smith fan. I just want to say, you, you want to see us. My, my point is, I want him to see him do well. I'm like rooting for Kevin Smith. I know. want him to do better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm that kind of fan. Yeah. I don't follow him blindly. Yeah, as so Bo Burnham, he talked about, like, he's like, if I do something you don't like, drop me. Like, yeah, okay. He's like, don't just keep following me because it's me. Like, follow me when I like when you like what I'm doing. And yeah. if I, you don't like it, then just don't bother. It's very Kanye of him. Yeah, he's like, once they like you, I'm like me. All my fans are fans of themselves. Like, like fuck me. Like, just like yourself and be yeah. love yourself and motivate yourself. That's that's what. If I'm shit, don't fuck with me anymore. <laughs> like, that's yeah, Kanye. that's like, the kind of fan I am <laughs> towards Kevin Smith. I was like, I want you to do better. Red State was bad. Tusk was even worse. Uh, I I didn't see Hoosier. I just didn't give a shit. Oh my god, the trailer was like it was like a weird parody, like a bad skit. I just I just didn't give two shits. And now he's got like Chainsaw Bob, yeah, Clerks Three or whatever, whatever it's called. And I'm just he, he can pull off Clerks Three because it's chat. He's really good at dialogue. Because Clerks Two was really good. I thought like holy shit, this is actually like he still got it. Yeah, like, it was it good was, in yeah. that lane. Like people yeah. talking, like in a like one set talking. It will. I don't know, like. I don't know if he had the like a whole bunch of podcasts. Like he had Smodcast and Comic Book Man. Okay, and the TV show he had. And yeah, he's like, he's like hosting IMDb stuff. Yeah, like the Comic Book Man, the show that was actually pretty interesting because you know people buying and selling comics yeah. and collectibles and stuff. Obviously, a lot of it was set up and scripted. That's good in a way. He's having the career like I kind of wish I would have because we're like if I like make a that's what I'm pushing towards. Is like, I want to make like a movie and then kind of do other shit. That way, at least it's like it's my the movie's like my flagship. Like hey, I'm not just yeah. like some bullshit like filmmaker. Yeah, like you know what I mean. That way, it's like it's almost like your your stripes. You earn your stripes in the game. You know what I mean? Like so that way you have your pub. What do you know? Like bitch, I did it. Like you know what I mean? Exactly. That's I mean, why that's... I kind of want to move. And if I don't make any of the movie, I don't make really a care. So, oh, I can do other like like things like cool things like this, like podcasts and shows and other shit. So he's having yeah. the career that I wish I could have. Is like I made movies and I'm yeah, I, I like that. Like I'm sure he's not swimming in money. I'm yeah. sure he's not living in a mansion, but he's probably comfortable and he's doing well, he's what he likes. Nice man, he's living good. Oh, is no, he's, he? Yeah, yeah, he's, I mean, he bought like Ben Affleck's old house or whatever. I wish I'm a discuss his friend. Strange, huh? Because I think he they probably has a, a weird friendship. But I mean, like Kevin Smith makes a lot. Yeah, they do. It's weird. You don't think he does? But he's actually. I think mean, he has so many things going on. Yeah, that he actually makes. Remember, he also had the whole evening harder thing. Remember the whole like series he had of like talks he does. Or maybe it was touring. I Kevin Hart, not Kevin Hart. Fucking no, Kevin. <laughs> same difference, right? No, I don't know. Kevin Smith had a whole series of where it's like, called Evening with Kevin Smith. We go around and speak to other filmmakers oh, too. Right. This is kind of what I'm. I'm like modeling my career kind of after him, especially I'm just like kind of shit shitting on him, but like really just admire him. It's like if you're a filmmaker, right, and you like have like, a critical claim, the culturally significant, like clerks and all that stuff, they will pay. Schools will pay you a shitload of money to go to talk to them. Yeah. Like they'll pay you up the like five figures to come and like talk to your kids for an hour, like lectures. You know, like you know, you're, you're, yeah. Like, I've, I've gone to a few lectures, but yeah. So they'll do that and they'll, have, they'll talk for a while, have Q and A. But he started recording his Q and A's and they turned the DVDs of those. Three, and like, they were like, hugely successful. It was like one, two, and three. Like, almost a three part series where he actually goes in there, tells a Q and A, talking about pretty much Hollywood stories, and they're like really actually generally funny. I'm like, love like stories he has. Yeah. How, like, the whole famous of the whole like, Spider Man, and then that's Spider Man. The whole this. Well, I'm gonna get to like version. I'm like twenty minutes on that, but I'm saying it's a really interesting how he did that, and that's what I think helped made a lot of money because I helped build a following up too. 
So I think he banks up his outfit falling outside the film, and he used leverages at a different situation. Oh, right, because he was doing the Spider-Man thing with Nick Cage, right? No, he was doing... He, no. was, he was the writer? He was... They were he hiring was... him um, Superman. They hired... They were, there was a point in time where he was developing a Superman... Actually, a lot of superhero properties just never came to fruition they were doing. Because he, he talks about his own his own thing, his, um, his lecture thing, he talks about it. It was actually really funny, where he talks about like different incidents in Hollywood. Where like, oh, yeah, Tim Burton, he wanted me, they wanted me to write like Superman. Like, he wrote a draft of Superman. Like, yeah, like, but then the director wanted the mechanical spider. Yeah, so you heard about and, the story. Yeah, yeah you heard yeah. about it. So he he talks think... about a clip. It was a clip of it. It's on YouTube. Cause he, the evening, his his, his, um, his lecture series, there's clips of it on YouTube. They like, put yeah. like five-minute clips, and they never like, they, they right went now. viral. I remember he talked about it in his podcast at one point. Oh, okay, so he did that too. And it was... Oh, like, wild, wild, wild sense Yeah, and then, because he remember he, like, the, the director, he, like, demanded having a mechanical spider. It was a, one of the weird producers. He used to, like, he used yeah. to, like hook it up with oh. Robert Tryson, was a producer on it, and he had a weird thing for, like, having mechanical spiders. Well, that, and that's what the, the movie fell through, because they had so many differences. And yeah. then Wild Wild West came out. A, yeah, and they had the mechanical and they spider. Had the mechanical, yeah. It's yeah. like, what kind of weird fetish? Yeah, I, the thing about mechanical spiders. It must spiders. have been, like a, like, a personal demon. Like, once you get it out, then you're, oh, then <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh. And now, um, now I'm done with it. I exercise that demon. <laughs> like, that's what people want, man. They want mechanical spider. That's what the audience is needed. They I had a waking it. dream of a, of a mechanical spider. And that's the thing, yeah. And, he and now it's out. gone. Yeah, I would... Yeah, like, I, it's so, I hate hearing stories like that. Because, like, that's that's what ruined that movie. <laughs> that's what ruined Nick Cage Superman for me. Because or for ruined it for Kevin everybody. Smith could have wrote it. Because, I mean, at the time he was a comic book nerd. He was a, yeah, he was a go-to yeah. guy. You know what I mean? When you... I mean, he sold his collection... To, to like to pay for clerks. Well, then he got it. He bought it back afterwards. He said, "Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a whole thing." I mean, pretty much, yeah. The whole lecture his life and all that stuff and, all, and like all their tidbits about Hollywood. And that's what made him kind of cool because he wasn't just a director. He was like, "I'm like, here's my movies. Like, here's all the cool shit in Hollywood that I'm doing." And everyone's yeah. like, "This is awesome." So it made him way more accessible. And I think he kind of banked off of that and made a lot of money doing other stuff. He's like, "I don't have to just make movies. I can do other shit." And I mean, that's that's pretty much how my college career ended. Like, my art degree isn't in one thing; it's in like studio art. So yeah, like, nice. I'm doing ceramics, woodworking, sculpture. Illustrating, painting, like I'm all over the place. I even have you know minors in film and art history. Oh, yeah. Like I have too many interests. That's why I like podcasting. It's I don't want to say it's easy, but it's fun and it's something that pretty much anybody can do. And it's serialized, so it's easier to put out. So it's like, yeah. yeah, too. It's much smarter than I was doing before trying to like making your own videos for YouTube, which take like months. I, yeah. I love doing it, but it's like it's hard to like and get then, it done. And like this is perfect like, weekly. This can get you know this can be shipped in a week, and then people yeah. can like regularly listen to we it. We just need to get the. Int- I need to get Mark on the end. <laughs> I, I I keep forgetting the message because I even I was I even had like I was like I have an idea if you want to do like a parody intro like an existing song and you just put like I just come up with lyrics for some reason I'm very good at doing like parody lyrics. Oh yeah, man. I don't know. I'm not musically inclined at all. I try to play the trumpet and trombone in like sixth grade. I fucking failed at it it was miserable it was terrible but uh like i i think that'd be really fun yeah man send more so, to it yeah I need, I need to get him on that but uh, yeah I, I wonder if nick cage i feel like he's the kind of guy that does like paintings in secret oh no i thought he does i thought he does all that shit but he has like painting and he like, makes music he's pretty much just always like art inclined guy i mean he he's is a very artsy person yeah, he's just like acting is just like his side hustle. I mean, he just pays great, but he's just well. I mean, he has a lot of collections and stuff. Like he, I could have sworn he like plays instruments all the time and like there's a band and all that stuff. He's that kind of guy who just do all that shit. He's just all over it. He's like, yeah, I mean, acting pays great. But I like yeah. everything. Oh, it's like, he's collecting comics. I know that one. That's the end of the article. That's not. That's that's one interesting fact. The bullshit article. Uh, my question for you about him then is what what is the allure to him? What made you like gravitate so much in the cage and. I think, I, I I think it was started with uh, 
Ghost Rider. I remember watching it and his first time where he like he was like freaking out and transforming. And I'm like, this dude is crazy. And then the more I saw him, the more like crazy he was. But then it wasn't until I was in college and going through film and we were going through classes and I had uh, this American film artist class. And that year we were going through screenwriters and we went to Charlie Kaufman. And that's where I saw him in adaptation. And I always liked him, but that was the point where I was like, he actually is really good and he has good range. Like, but directors don't really know how to utilize them correctly. I, I, I think, I think that's it. Yeah. Because you, you need to point them in the right direction. Because like him in that movie, like that movie is so insanely meta, and he's playing two roles, and each time like it's just him and himself in that room. It's him playing Charlie Kaufman and Charlie Kaufman's identical twin. Yeah. Like those scenes are so good. Even to the point where I'm like, I, oh, they're not actually two characters. They're not actually yeah. two different people. He's just doing such a good job of of connecting them. And that was weird, too, because that movie, too, he, said he has to, like, not only play two different characters, but, like, he has to play two characters off, off each other, you know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. have that, like, when, act, when two actors in a room, they play off each other, they feed off each other's energy, and, like, build off each other's character, but he has to, like, play off himself, which is fucking, like, very fucking bizarre. Kind of, very and to parent, pull it off. Yeah, very parent trap-esque. Which is, like, and he pulled it off. Like, it's weird. Yeah. He's, like, there's scenes where they're, like, they're, like, you know, like, they're bouncing, they're feeding off each other's energy, and he's, like, just talking to himself. And, uh, even, like, did you ever watch the Spider-Way Chronicle movie? Spiderwick Chronicles? Oh, that one? No, no. It was a book series, and they, they did a movie. And the young boy in there, he was the kid that played in Bates Motel. Uh, I forget his name. Yeah, the girl, the, the guy. looking Yeah, kid. he plays in like an autistic doctor movie, TV show. Yeah, now. he, yeah, yeah, he plays uh, two characters in there. Oh, really? And they're always in the same scene together. And I'm watching it, and I even had to Google, like, I just need to make sure that these, this is not like a twin thing. Really? Because that, that happened in, in Buffy, the one character, Xander. Like, there's a scene where they're like, he gets split into two, and they're both in the same scene and they're interacting. And That's I was true. like, this is like mid 2000s on like WB. I was like, there's no yeah. way, like, there's no the way the CG, CG was this. I've seen the CG in that show. It is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I looked up and he has an identical twin brother who's also an actor. So, I mean, that it happens. I had to just double check. It's that Sarah Connor shit, yeah. Yeah. So, she had a twin sister. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think adaptation was the big turning point for me, because that was when I saw him and I was like, "Oh shit!" Because that was two thousand two. That was that was quite a while ago, at this rate. Yeah, he, he is. He's like he's good in like he's again like what's the other guy? Gary Oldman. I think he's probably the ultimate actor because he can play like pretty much anything. Yeah. And, but I think other most actors are like they're really good in certain like ranges. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like certain actors can't really do everything. They. You know, and some of them can only, really, you know what I mean? It's weird. It's like, when I think of, like, acting spectrum, it's a big, like, spectrum, maybe a wheel or whatever. And it's like, you know, red and green, you know? Yeah. Some people can only do certain colors really well. Some people can only do half, you know, like, a third of the colors really well. You know, it's like, I can only do, like, like a version of angry characters or, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. intense characters, but, like, great at that. You know what I mean? But some actors can, like, play really angry characters or really, you know, almost complimentary like, or, like, really quiet characters. But some characters, like, play like, all scatter plot. And I think, like, Nicholas Cage is a good example of, like, he can play a lot of different ranges, but he can't play all ranges really well. He can't. Yeah, because he, he can he can play the unstable, like mentally yeah. unstable character or emotionally unstable. He can play um like kind of like the quiet guy from like you know adaptation. Like he's really quiet. quiet. And like, he was also kind of like kind of his other character he plays is kind of quirky. He can play like the very serious but also ambitious like uh, uh, Lord of War and like National Treasure. Yeah, like he was like really ambitious and but like, almost kind of timid too, you know. And it's just 
He's got weird pockets where he does really well. Even like I know, I think people think I just even came to my mind Weatherman. I don't know anyone talks about Weatherman. I don't. I don't know if I've seen that. There's. It's like when he plays a father who's like once a you know I me mean, who's like a, you know I me mean, the meteorologist and his kind of life kind of goes like silly does. But he doesn't like. It's not. Over, it's like a really muted. I forgot oh, about the movie. Like a right. muted performance. Yeah. It's good comedy drama which is like pop that early the early earlier like that mid two thousands was like really popular. The yeah. Comedy dramas are like popping off and then. Yeah, yeah kind of like a. Like he was just good in that. He was really good in that. Jim Carrey, like Jim Carrey, was a great comedian for like oh, yeah, yeah. All, all the comedy films, and then he did some serious stuff. And you're like, he's oh, got wow. like two ranges of me. He's like fucking over the top of intense, or just like stupid quiet. Like, he's just like stupid you, quiet. And, like, <laughs> like, he's like, 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 like complimented the color wheel, acting wheel. It's like complimented. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, literally, yeah. He's just, like he's like, he's, he's yeah. purple, but he's also yellow. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. those are his two. He's got on and off, and yeah. that's it. So, yeah, like. What what has Jim Carrey been in lately? He's got TV show. Um, it's the show he has in Showtime where he's like, he plays a kindergarten teacher, like coloring and stuff. He's really quiet. Oh, really? He's a quiet, nuanced performance. Yeah. And I I'll watch that. It's a Showtime show, which no one really talking about, but it's, it's apparently doing like critically acclaimed. We have another, you're doing another season on it, but it seems like he has this weird, weird thing too. Those two are kind of parallel in a way. I don't know. Maybe or not. Maybe I can see the parallel between those two, where it's like they have that sort of trajectory. I mean, we we can make a parallel. <laughs> <laughs> it can, it, can ex- it, it may not exist, but we can make it happen between those two. How they're kind of like they both had a uh, very unusual kind of guys, but I don't know, like they very. I mean, both. I don't know. I want to say Nick Cage had unusual beginnings because I mean, I mean the first role was in '82, uh, and he was credited as Nicholas Coppola. Which he, yeah, he changed. He, well, yeah, we should have brought that. Up. Yeah, he did change his name from Coppola to Cage after Luke Cage. Yeah, like superhero, dude. which was pretty cool. <laughs> it's um, like embedded in his whole like being in the movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah Lily. Like his name is after a comic book character. Yeah, and he he must have really liked uh, Luke Cage as a character. Well, that's a fucking nail himself. Yeah, after him. yeah, all the things. You know, so it, he he must have been like all about it, like. And he's like he's weird because he is quiet. I mean, like, even like Moonstruck, where he plays him the doopy guy, and he's like quiet. And yeah. Too. And even something he does, he does a weird range. It's like, he's really good at something. Like I don't know. I, I don't I just don't think he like people give him enough a chance these days. Like, even Wild and Heart. Wild and Heart to me is the one that does gonna stand out for me because he plays like sort of a sympathetic lover in that movie, which is like really kind of like not his. Line. You know, that's one that kind of even his range. He doesn't really doesn't really. I don't really see him do it again. Really, where like a quiet, a quiet, like, because it's like Lynch movie, so everything's all wild and weird and bloody and crazy, like, you know what I mean? It's pretty much like Breathless, like, American version of it. Mm-hmm. We just go, the movie just goes, and you're just, okay, like, a road trip, like, a road trip movie. It's just kind of like a, yeah, just, just going it's around. a trip, and you're just going to follow it. That was cool, because, like, William, which I wish, now this is what I kind of wish now, my, like, my nerve, like, desire, when I wanted to ever see, if it happens again, I'm putting this in, I'm putting this in, speaking this in existence, because that movie had, like, Nicolas Cage, right, playing a choir, but the villain in the movie, which I really was really cool, is William fucking Defoe. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I want that again in my life. I want to see another movie where, like, Nicolas Cage versus, like, William Defoe. Because literally them, like, kind of, like, almost, like, going on the run, almost like true romance, but, like, William Defoe was, like, maniacally following him around the country, trying to, like, track him down and kill them. That's what I want to see. Speaking of William Defoe, are you excited for The Lighthouse? Yeah, of course. Oh. It's, yeah, one more, yeah, one more week, yeah. Oh, with the, what's his name? I, I forget. Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Yeah. He's he gets on, shit on for no reason. Like, he, even he doesn't like the Twilight movies. Like, it was a pay, it's a fucking opportunity. We're supposed to yeah, just know. Yeah, I'm getting paid for it, and it's a big hit. More his exposure. name's getting out there. Yeah. Uh, he was actually in the fourth Harry Potter movie. He plays a, a main character in it. I thought he was in all of them. I don't know. I know he was in no. the series. Oh, okay. He's, he's in, the, he, he's like kind of in and out in the beginning, but then the oh. fourth is when he actually, he's like, oh, he's actually like in the limelight oh, I thought now. he was like an all, like pretty much like one of the mainstays. That's a little bit no bad. I know like Robert Pattinson was associated with Harry Potter. Well, that, the weird thing about the Harry Potter movies is that you will recognize like every British actor because there's a very small pool of British actors, <laughs> oh, yeah. especially from like the late '90s to 2000s. Yeah. So like, 
you're gonna see like fucking everybody really fun yeah boy. he was like people sleep on him too like uh david Tennant's in there oh really once yeah <laughs> and he, he he really hams it up which it's like i'm like i love you david Tennant, but that was just you like love david Tennant. I, I really i really like him really yeah i mean i i mean i'm not to get into doctor who but like oh, i okay. didn't really i i, I was That's one of my fucking awful show i watched him and i liked him in it like the show itself was kind of like meh That's terrible. but I, I liked his his acting his character i i don't like matt smith as the doctor ever since ever since then matt smith's awful he's got that big fucking crow magnet forehead <laughs> and it, it just bugs me uh, but yeah get up getting off off of doctor who i don't watch anymore after david Tennant goes gone i watched like the first few episodes with matt smith i was like meh really no, it was an awful show. Sh- i mean it's a it's a very like cheaply made show it's not I don't know. It's not groundbreaking. It has its fan base. Yeah, it has a rabid fan base. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, stuff every first. time I think, another friend says, I don't get it. It's coming to the toilet. What am I missing? This show's awful. This show's really fucking awful. There's... Like, back in the 60s version, I get it. Because, you know, like, TV back then is like, whatever. Grab some shit. We, we got some, um, you got a riding robot. You got, like, some, I don't know, you got, like, a, you got a big old, like, styrofoam ball spray. They spray that shit. We'll call it a fucking planet. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Some, let's shoot this shit. I get it. The yeah. 60s. You know what I mean? Like, Whatever the fuck you got, got like we got a studio. We'll start pranking out episodes. You know what I mean? People watch whatever the fuck. We we'll put their kids in front of it. We'll make money. That made sense in the sixties. But then as TV evolved, is like that sort of like to me that same essence of the movie, like random shit. Like we'll put like you know what I mean? Oh, we got like a oh it's a racer. This is like a I don't know a fucking like food in the thing, and we'll pretend this is food. Like yeah, that's what I feel the show was. It's like we got random shit in the garage. Let's go out and make a show. And that that DNA of the show stuck around. I'm like this is fucking terrible. Like I think all shows have that kind of mm-hmm. at least all I think most shows have that kind of fan base because Good Omens has that. No, they, 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 there's a lot of like homoeroticism between the two main characters, which is one is an, an angel and, and like a, de- a demon or devil, whatever you call it. And there's very weird homoeroticism between them. That's good. That's which good. that's well, fun. Then it is, but it like it never gets announced. But then you look at the fan base, and it's just like all this like fan art of that fucking. Like, oh, I don't need to see this. But it's like, and, like that could be good though. I don't understand. Like it, Doctor Who could be a good show. Like you mean the premise of it? I don't know. Like a dude. Like, Doctor, every time I'm on a galaxy doing shit. I'm like, okay, that's fucking cool. We could do so much. It could be like another Star Trek. You know, Star Trek without the big cast. That's it. To me, that's what it could yeah. be. It could be that. It could be Star Trek. It could be as good as Star Trek. There's, but it's awful. Yeah. It's fucking It awful. takes a long time for any story to happen. Like, I watch a lot of episodes and I don't like, I'm like, I'm torturing myself to watch them through the episodes. Like, this is bad. Like, it's not even like that interesting. Like, it is like. Speaking of weird fan bases, this is going to this be really off topic, but oh, there's let's this, go, let's go there. these couple of like very satirical and graphic point and click adventure games called, uh, kindergarten and kindergarten two you play as a kid and like you, like you end up like you'll get killed one day and then like you keep repeating the same day over and over but collecting it's almost like groundhog day in a way yeah. and your point the whole point is to do these missions and to finish the day now it was actually a pretty entertaining game it's like bloodshot probably the new movie too i have it to go in there i've been doing yeah. some movie I'll, I'll pause that one for next time <laughs> I, I i i saw the beginning of the trailer but i didn't finish it i need, I need to watch it i just wanted to stop it in there for next time hold that one on hold on to that one later on but like it's and the kid these kids these kids are in kindergarten yeah. like they're like four or five years old, and I was like I went on like Instagram like on the hashtag or I was trying to find the creators because I wanted to see what other games they made, and I found all those fan art of them of like these characters like making out. I was like, these characters are five years old. I don't care that you in your art you made them adults. They're fucking five years old in the game. <laughs> you can't do that. I know I know they fucked up Tumblr for you for you uh... deviants. But go to DeviantArt. Don't the like actually sexual just stuff it. with children. Oh yeah, oh, boys. Well, and like they're like it's just art. I'm like, man, there's a there's a limit when you're having characters that are not just underage, but like severely underage. Yeah. Like Japan, like they have their weird like oh their age consents like 
14 or 15, something like that. And they have art of, like, people of that age. And, like, they'll have, like, in, like, porns and stuff. Like, oh, like, this character's, like, 15. And, like, of course, you can't have that in America. But, like, it's not good. I, I, it's just, it's too, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. It's Fucking good. kids is not good. I mean, no, no, it's, it's not good. Fucking children is not, like, you know what I mean? It's just not. Oh. I'm 110% against it. And take a while of what what uh, mutual acquaintance that we have or had that was all about like oh, yeah. all their age consent over there is lower that's what it should uh, be acquaintance is a strong word let's just say that's someone mutual, a person that mutual actually, enemy I'll say a person that I've unfortunately had a conversation with I'll say that. Yeah, acquaintance uh, unfortunately is very, acquaintance is a very very strong word yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the even sake of the podcast, I know what you're mean, but like for the sake of the podcast, so that has reluctant has like has like hijacked my my hearing. I feel like I've hijacked <laughs> and I've had forced to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> even, so like a queen. We, we it sounds both, like we, we have like similar interests. Like, we both know a terrible want. person we hate. Yeah, exactly. but again, <laughs> off topic so much. But yeah, Nick hates. Just everyone needs to see more of his work. There's so much like no one has seen Mandy. No yeah, one has yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandy I mean, was probably one of my favorite movies. Was that this year or last year? That was, last, was last year. year yeah, and they, but it's a slow burn. It's, it's a hard sell though. It's a hard sell it for is, most audiences. It's a very, it's a very niche movie. Very also kind of niche horror too. Yeah, but like they really if if anybody liked the visuals from Crimson Peak, Guillermo del Toro movie, uh, we'll get on we'll we'll get on Guillermo another time. Spirit. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do we'll get on we'll get yeah. on him later. Yeah. But if you like, if anyone nice likes guy it, though, I want to say I'm sure he's a, he's a wonderful great, human being, great production design, he's a very kind, very guy. kind man. Stick him back in production. He shouldn't really be. Art then again, his man. his fish fucking movie guy. He did win an Oscar, so who the fuck am I? I don't even know if he made a movie. You know what you're like. Not shitting on him. It's a very different opinion. I mean, that's we're gonna like we're gonna disagree. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a criticism rather than saying I don't think I don't know. I think I, he shouldn't be able to make making movies. But yeah, I mean, I, I get back to man, but like. I mean, I do. it's definitely. I recommend you know they're they're re-airing. Uh, what, what was what was I forgot what the movie was called? The, the fish fucking movie. The fish fucking pretty much we'll call it that we'll call it the fish fucking movie. They're re-airing the they're re-airing the fish fucking movie. Yeah, they're at the Enzion. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're they're airing it again. Which, by the way, they're they're uh, they're playing Parasite. They are. That's, they? I'm gonna go on the thirtieth because I get paid that day, and it's the day before Halloween. So it's probably a, it's a Wednesday. Yeah, okay, I know. I like that. I check that out. I think it's at like nine o'clock. Yeah. Okay. I'm going. Again, off topic. Again. <laughs> Localized. But yeah, he's just. I really again I liked him in Mom and Dad. I again like my favorite Nick Cage is when he's kind of crazy, like like Mom and Dad, where he's like very unstable and he's angry at like the world and he's having this like midlife crisis. Have you seen Mom and Dad? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's, I think that's my personal favorite kind of, I, I can't even say that, because then Adaptation's, like, one of my favorite films, in general, much less one with him in it. So, like, and he did a great job in that. Everyone, everyone oh, yeah. Mom and Dad, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I don't know, it was a different it, opinion. I, think. I, I liked how over the top it was, and I just really like the scene where he's building the pool table, because he's going through a midlife crisis, and his wife's, like, bugging him. And like, kind of, I for, I forget who the who the actress was. Yeah, the girl from uh, where is it? Where is she? Violet and Ruby. Um, let's see. Uh, Salma Blair. 
Yeah. Well, I was mostly Salma Hayek, but no, that's not yeah, right. Yeah, she's a little, they look different. Yeah, she's like, she's bugging him, and then he just like freaks out, and he just destroys the pool table he just finished with a sledgehammer. There's some great moments in that movie, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is, but it's just overall, it's, it's okay to me. Yeah. But yeah. Needed, I, it needed something, but. And I'll, I'll, we're definitely going to hit some stinkers, and <laughs> I, I definitely feel like, like, we could probably put. Left Behind? I think we should do it. We're going to do we Left could put, Behind, We right? could put Left Behind and Outcast in the same episode. We can just do, like, some back-to-back of, like... Really? This one's kind of trash. I so. think Left Behind deserves its own episode. <laughs> well, I was going to say we can do it with Wicker Man, but Wicker Man deserves its own episode. Yeah, the bees. Yeah. Maybe, maybe every episode can't... Or every every movie can have its own episode. Because as bad as Outcast is, it's still a trip to watch. Because, like, like I said, like he's like a crusader. And he and Hayden Christensen are, like, just killing Muslims at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, they're in China years later, and Hayden Christensen's a a drunk. And then he stumbles upon Nick Cage's character, who turns into, like, a shaman or a witch doctor. And he's got snakes on his hands. Like, he's actually holding snakes. Oh, shit. And it doesn't make any fucking sense. I watched the whole thing. I don't remember a single piece of dialogue. Was it one of the Uwe movies? It's like an Uwe movie. Um... No, it was the last king he did. I think it was something like that. I don't think he directs anymore. I think he got beat up that one time. He was out. He, out. he got beat up? What? It was like some like boxing thing he did. And, you know, cause someone's like some critic. No, 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 actually, no, he didn't. No, no, no. I'm getting mixed up. He's a weird. Maybe they make a biopic about him. Maybe I'll do that. I, mean, I, I want to claim it first. I make an overpulled biopic. But someone, because, you know, people shit on the critics shit on him. So what happened to critics are like, you know what I mean? He's like, if you talk too much shit, why don't you come like box me, right? And then he's like, Uvabo's like, fine. Like, like you know, he, he challenged a critic to a boxing match, right? So then he boxed the from he like boxed the match with the uh, the critic whatever. But I guess little did the critic know that like Uwe, like Uwe Boat doesn't fuck around, so he like beat the shit out of the guy in the ring. <laughs> so I guess I I think that definitively declares that Uwe Boat is a good director now because he beat the shit out of his critic. So that way he beat. Uh, so he fucked around and he fucked the wrong Nick one. Powell directed Outcast. Oh, okay. I don't know what he's yeah, done. I haven't I heard don't... about that guy since. Well, let's see. Let's I'm sure he's a nice guy the... too. I don't really go to show. I'm sure he's a, a good person. Yeah, I don't like do that. I don't be that, oh, that guy. Oh, he. Oh, he did <clears throat> the stunts. Oh, he's like a stunt director. Yeah, I don't do that guy. Like shit. He did the stunts. Directors. Stunts in Born Identity, uh, The Last Samurai, Cinderella Man. Really? And this guy directed a movie. <laughs> Why did? No hey, offense. Yeah. Opportunity he, strikes, man. 100, to do. 120 credits in stunts. That's what happened with the guys with John Wick, whatever. And they did that. I mean, they did that. They were um, they were stunt coordinators. And they he directed had, um, two films. They pretty much had the opportunity came for oh. John Wick, and they did it. He's directing another Nick Cage movie this year, uh, Primal. Oh, yeah. Is it the one with the Japanese one? Where he's like the kids and all that stuff? Primal. Is... He's doing some like weird like other... Oh, I was thinking of the uh, uh, Gendy Tartakovsky... Who created Samurai Jack? Okay, just had a new show here a few weeks ago. Really, maybe been last week. It's called Primal. It's about again, like one thing Genny Tartakovsky does amazingly is show don't tell. Like there's an entire episode of Samurai Jack where there's no odd, there's no dialogue. Oh really? It's all audio and he does everything through visual storytelling. And this one, it's about like this caveman. So there's no, absolutely no dialogue. Like of course there's voice acting because he's a caveman. He's like screaming and he's like hunting and stuff. And it's like uber graphic, which is like kind of mirrors the last season of Samurai Jack. Yeah. So, like, it's it's just, like, again, like, there's no dialogue. It's just all visuals, and I'm so excited to see it. That's nice. That's awesome. That's also called That's Primal. Me. Also <laughs> called Primal. That's so. Oh, he's a big game hunter for zoos? Well, he's... 
Oh, he's putting them in zoos? Okay, that's very that's a very strange premise. Putting them in zoos? He's a, Nick Cage's character is a big game big game hunter for zoos. But big game hunter usually means that they kill the animals. And somebody captures them? I, I'm guessing he I mean, he doesn't like here's this cougar and just throws like a fucking dead body and he's like put that in your zoo. Oh, so, nobody captures him. Well, he that. says he's doing it for a zoo and he's in the he's in the Amazon hunting a white jaguar. Oh, that's pretty dope. Along with the political assassin being extradited in the U.S. in secret. Oh, he's an assassin too. Two days into the journey, the assassin escapes, releases the captive animal, throwing. Oh, he's not. Oh, okay. I, that's that's worded very poorly. So he's he's a hunter and he's hunting exotic animals for zoos, and he also hunts and captures an assassin. I think that's what this says. He's a big hunter. Oh, he's like a big he's like a big game hunter he's trying to step it up. Like he's trying to yeah. promote himself to like human hunting people. Okay, so this sounds like this sounds like a really good bottle movie because it's it's gonna from what I'm reading, uh, the assassin escapes and releases the captive animals while they're on the ship. Oh, okay, got you. So that that sounds movie. interesting. Like a nice low budget movie, like on a ship running around a ship. I like I like, like the a, like, low... cruise ship running around like fucking zoo animals. Yeah, I like low budget movies where there's a very small like set. Yeah, and like like it could be taken all on a boat, or it could be you know like uh, the thing. Like it takes place in one confined area. It's very claustrophobic. That's cool. They're running on a cruise ship, like fucking around with like zoo animals. That seems. Like I'm, a... I'm sure it's gonna be like some like sort of like. That doesn't a... sound like low budget either, too. That seems like a problem. I don't want to run around. A set with like fucking big ass animals running around. When is this coming out? <laughs> kind of a when this company. comes out, we're we're gonna watch it. We're That's gonna like see. a Hollywood thing. I mean, it's a big problem with like having the company could do that, like Hollywood animals or something. Ran you can rent like bears and shit. <laughs> I'm sure that's changing a lot. I mean, uh, uh, California just banned circuses that have animals. Really? Yeah. Which I'm all for. I mean, they they treat those animals yeah, so poorly. Yeah. They take you know all the big cats' teeth out. Oh shit! They beat elephants. Like, elephants are super intelligent, oh, yeah, and they pretty much just beat them into submission. That's nice. And that's why, like, if you ever go to India, don't ever ride the elephants because that's what they do. Yeah, they literally like super break their spirit. Yeah, that's freaking scary. Good to know. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. This movie's coming out. We, we've only got what two less than two months left of this year for this movie to come out. It'll probably be direct to. VOD. Okay, there's, S- there's some trailers. We'll, uh, we'll watch those afterwards. God. Yeah. So, uh, I think I think I think we've spoken our piece of Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Any uh, closing statements? So, um, what can they expect for uh, this, this this well this season? For what's the next I, movie? What's upcoming? What I think the first one we're gonna watch is Face Off. Definitely. It's currently on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So they can follow along. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to, at the end of each episode, we're going to say the next movie. We're going to go through the random number generator pick, and have the next movie be picked. And we'll, we'll tell you where you can see it. Uh, it's it's on Amazon Prime. So if, if you have Prime, it's free. Yeah. Uh, you have to pay a few dollars on other sites, but usually they're not more than $4. He has yeah. a lot of movies for free. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, not really the greatest. I, I know Mandy's on Shudder, and for oh, five sure. bucks, Shudder's awesome yeah i'm so I'm, they took it off of vrv i'm so pissed because <laughs> that was half the reason why i had it really yeah so i'm, I'm this close this close to dumping vrv really because shutter was the reason why i had it i was watching so many horror movies um fuck off top yeah so each episode is going to end with us talking about the next one we're going to see so this i guess is kind of like a prologue episode zero so episode one we will watch 
and we are going to discuss face off. I don't know. I'm not really sure what in kind of like what depth we will, because we'll talk about the movie in whole, his acting, his the directing. I'm sure we'll have a Dutch angle counter because I, <laughs> I fucking hate Dutch angles used improperly. I was just watch. I was watching uh, the Expanse. Oh, really? And they had dramatic scenes between two characters, like a lot of dialogue, and had Dutch angles. I was like, this doesn't belong here. Oh. Dutch angles for me is like suspenseful, thrilling moments. You're going to hate them, like, freaking, like, I'm sure you hate that, what's that one show, uh, for uh, Mr. Robot? I haven't seen it. Okay, yeah. I don't, I really have no desire to. <clears throat> I mean, you should probably, I feel like it's weird. If you like Fincher stuff, you'll probably like it. I mean, I like Fincher, he but, borrows like, heavily from Fincher. Um... Let's see the first Thor movie. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Half of that yeah, movie is Dutch angles. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if I see it, I'm actually I actually have a notebook, so I'm gonna be taking notes while I'm watching the movies because I know right when I see the the birds flying in Face Off because it's a John Woo movie. Yeah. I know it's in there somewhere. I'm gonna write that down. Oh yeah, the doves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the church scene and not too. It happens they, at least only once really. So it's yeah. It's usually his last like thing. Yeah, I know we're talking about it now, but yeah, we're we'll into. I guess we'll yeah. get into, we'll hold hold it on to this. Well, that uh, reminds me episode. is that. Uh, and Big Fat Liar. Yeah. With uh, Paul Giamatti, Frankie Muniz, and Amanda Bynes. They actually make a crack about... They have... Uh, what's his name? Uh, I gotta look it up. I, I'm so bad with names. Um, the Asian guy from Harold and Kumar. Oh, John Cho. I'm gonna leave him Yes, saying, yeah. yes. He's, old, he's in that movie. I must stand for like every 45 minutes. That's <laughs> like screws my fucks a little bit. Um... Yeah, so he's he's in that movie, and he and they ask him for like directing tips at one point. And he's like, the scene opens with doves. <laughs> like, he does it like three times, and then even at the end of the movie, like there's dove, there's like doves flying across the, the 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 windows and stuff, and he's recording it from like six different angles. <laughs> and it was just like that's straight up John Woo. That's awesome yeah. though. It works. Yeah, it it does. Does. maybe it doesn't. I don't know, but it's like it's a cool thing he does. So yeah. Oh, I'm excited to watch that movie. I haven't seen it in years. It's like one of my favorite all-time films, so I'm hyped to do it. I, I, I'm gonna try not to get too into talking about it right now because yeah. I want to. But this is all from memory. Like I haven't seen it in years. Really, it's been years. Yeah. Um, I, I for, for the last few years, I pretty much just watch new movies or I watch an old movie I've seen like a hundred times. Oh, by the way, um, we should give us a, a suggestion for another movie. We'll have the movie. Well, we're gonna have Face Off for the pod podcast but is there no, another movie you'd recommend um anything else i mean for me i'm gonna recommend lake mungo which is free to watch on 2b tv right now Have lake mungo is a nick case movie no no this is totally separate this is just another oh, okay. movie you like <laughs> that you want to like you should all watch this. Not Nick Cage related. Uh, a movie that I liked a lot, which I probably wouldn't do much. It was like um, I Am Mother. I liked on uh, Netflix. But that was really cool. You can watch it right on there. If you like hard sci-fi, you'll like it because it's a really interesting like bottle oh, movie where right. like it's uh we're on the planet where like I guess human civilization is gone and all you have left is like one, I mean a, a robot is like trying to repop. I guess trying to create so she creates like one human being at a time, whatever. I guess I'm assuming trying to repopulate the planet. I need so. to rewatch that. I actually just watch it. I haven't watched it. And then that human comes back, and then she doesn't know whether or not, like, okay, there's no humans left. And the robot is telling her all humans are gone, but one day a human comes back on the ship saying, hey, look, there's more humans. And she's like, what the fuck? Who do I believe? Do I believe my robot mother who raised me, or do I believe this other woman who kind of looks like me? So, I don't know. You have to watch to find out. So, it poses a lot of interesting questions about, I mean, I guess who we are as humans, this and that. And I, that's what I really miss about movies. I really miss, I guess, that the sort of the hard sci fi genre, you know what I mean? Where it's just like really interesting, you know what I mean? Using a lot of cool tech and just trying to like, you know explain more about who we are as humans and trying to figure more ask, ask more questions really not explain really but 
that I'm kind of fascinated. Obviously, being the ultimate one, being Primer, which I love, I love Primer, so stuff like that. I just like kind of spoiled it. Obviously, uh, Ex Machina, that. So yeah. Okay, so all right, so for I am mother. My uh, my recommendation is Lake Mungo. Like I said, it's free to watch on Tubi. This guy, he's only this is the only film he's directed, and it is honestly one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Oh, really? This is from 2008 in Australia. It's the only thing he's ever done, and it is terrifying. Like you'll like. It, it's a faux documentary about this girl and like how like she just kind of disappears and they can't really figure out what's happening to her and they start going into her secrets and they start getting into her as a person how much it changes and they'll have a scene like uh, there's like a, the camera footage of a shot and you see something happening here and you're focused on that and then he'll say he'll be talking about it and he'll be like but that's not what you're focused on and he'll start zooming in on something else and you're looking at the side and you don't know what it is and all of a sudden your brain just sees it and it just get I'm getting goosebumps now just talking about really? it. Really, and it's just it's so incredible. Might also get out. It's like a low budget thriller. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's pretty low budget. It's it definitely has that like VHS like film on VHS kind of thing because they go through like like her like home videos and stuff that are on VHS. Oh shit! It's oh, honestly I kind of want to watch it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So besides Face Off, go watch uh, I Am Mother and Lake Mungo. Oh, yeah, and we need an outro. I think our outro is just like, we apologize. <laughs> we apologize? <laughs> if we say anything that offended anybody, we definitely didn't mean to. I know I didn't. Yeah, I know, definitely not. <laughs> I, definitely <laughs> not. I just, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, it's all If funny I say games. something stupid, it's just because I'm stupid and ignorant. There's, there's plenty of stuff I don't know. I'm an intelligent person, but there's a lot of stuff I don't know. So that's the point. I mean, you learn that we grow, you know, growth. So hopefully, yeah. like, you know, I mean, maybe it will. Maybe we'll, we'll both get so famous that, you know what I mean, in 10 years we'll come back and bite us in the ass. This will bite us in the ass. Which is a beautiful problem to have. Which is a beautiful problem to be like, remember when you did that? Like, you, you get signed on some project you're doing and all of some deal, whatever. I mean, as, as and long as. All of a sudden, like, Disney, I should say, no, fuck. Disney, because Disney's probably going to own like 80% of the market share, probably, by the time this thing fucks us over. As long as we show progression as human beings and that we've changed and we've learned from our lessons, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like sorry Disney, and then we like eventually end up working. For you. It's 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 not. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, if it does happen, we're like guys. Like we said sorry ten years we, ago. This is every like, after at, every episode, we said twenty twenty nine. I'm sorry Disney. It's like did you finish the episode? No, nope. we say we're sorry because yeah, we're stupid. We're gonna say and that's what we'll, say we'll apologize again and keep apologizing for us and do our press. I will. I will never do well, that. We're all working on Marvel. We'll probably will be. We'll probably end up both working on Marvel. Like ten years from now, working on Marvel films. And like, do you remember what I could? Like, I hate that when people have, like have to apologize again. There was a few people that were like, "I apologize for once. I'm not going to apologize for it again." Oh, like Kevin Hart did. Then kept on apologizing for like six months. And... Yeah, it's just like because then I don't want to like <clears throat> like it, it's kind of like not, I want to say like it's a sign of weakness. But once you start, you can't stop because people are going to start keep hammering yeah. you. Because even people are like, "Oh, like cancel, like cancel culture." Like yeah. that person needs to end. Like right now, I just saw that. Like there's, I think the show in I think it was like either Sweden or Finland, and they have celebrities like dress up as uh musicians and then they like they sing their songs but it's not just dress up as them prosthetics skin paint oh, here we so go. this girl like <laughs> so we're going she like she like i, I don't even want to I, I guess it's definitely blackface like she had a ton of prosthetics and then like and then they like painted like uh brown skin tone over it and she's singing the song and i was i was like that's pretty not good <laughs> yeah so but then also they were just openly saying the n-word okay. which i was like i think i don't i don't think most europeans really understand the 
context of that word because that, that was really an American thing from what I understand. Okay. So I don't really think they, they get the context. They just get the music. And they're like, oh, I love this song. And they're just oh, like, a rap song or something? Yeah, like they, they oh, were just saying the N word. They were just like saying it, like you know. No, no, they were they were singing. They were singing. Oh, so not like black people walking by and like N word, N word, N word. Look at all these N words. No, like they're rap. They're singing. They're singing along the songs they like. Yeah. Okay. And so they're saying different context. I don't different context. Yeah, I I didn't explain it well, but yeah, it's it's one of those words. Like I just I don't think they have the the context that we do. Okay. For it, because I mean, like, how many? I I think of Sweden. I don't. I on I don't know, but like there's like three black people there. I was gonna say like let's let's. There's three of them. There's like Jamal, Ty, and like, Chris, and like, like Samuel. And, like, it's like there's like three black people living there. But probably, I mean, you know what it is. I mean, there's no consensus on black people. But you know, it's it's. I'm not white, so I don't know. I mean, shout out to the podcast people who don't know me. I'm, I'm I'm black, but um, you know, it's. I mean, freedom of speech, but not freedom of consequences. I would tread lightly on what you were yeah. different thing. Yeah, like I wouldn't. Own black, but if I was to put on, you know what I mean, a samurai, I didn't paint my face white and have very, you know, slanted eyes, I'd be, I would tread lightly on how I present I, myself. I would, I know, I would tread very lightly. I know there's a terrible picture out yeah. there of me somewhere. Mm. Uh, like, I had a chihuahua yeah. for years, and I had a friend come back from Mexico, and he bought me a poncho and a sombrero. Yeah. And there's a picture of me hold, wearing a poncho sombrero, holding my chihuahua and a guitar. And I was like, oh, it's like. So that funny. was okay until like maybe and, like ten years ago. Like, you know, yeah, remember the whole campaign was like that, my costume is in the culture, and everybody stopped doing it. This was this was like this was ages ago, and it was one of those where it's like I I think I had my Twitter icon for a while, and okay. I I wasn't on Twitter for years, and I come back on, I was like, cool, oh, need to change that. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it was acceptable to about ten years ago when they had a little campaign about my culture and my, and then we got rid of it. Everyone's like, okay, oh, it is offensive. Yeah. Cause when you when we learn as we get older, yeah, you you start to learn empathize. Like this is why it's we thought we. If we all consistent like consensus think it's funny, then it's fine, right? Not, yeah. not fine, but like we're not okay until we realize like you know people start people they speak about it, it and they and they start to learn about why this is offensive. Like wow, this is offensive. I didn't realize this is offensive, but now I know now this is like not funny. So I'm gonna you submit you like, stop the corrective behavior. It, there's there's a difference like like okay, let's compare like the I think it was the baseball team the Redskins yeah. and then we have FSU the Seminoles. Yeah, which is a big difference there. The Seminoles like FSU has permission from Seminole Indians yeah. to portray them. And they even have um, their mascot. I forget his name. Well, yeah, even the name. I mean, but it's, Seminoles, which yeah. is like saying, and Redskin, which removes. Red, Redskin is actually like a racial. Like, like a racial Redskin, slur. like the term removes the human element and reduces it to the color of their skin, which Sem- you, you literally, the term dehumanizes them. Regardless, of, oh, it's not a slur. No, the name, regardless of how you take it as a slur, literally dehumanizes them. It, take, it removes the human element exactly. and reduces it to their skin, which is like dehumanizing them. Literally yeah. dehumanizes them. And, and Seminoles, like. Even even if the Seminole Indians like like that whole culture disappears, yeah. they will always have Florida State yeah. University as the Seminoles. Like the Redskins is like the honestly. If you're ever like I've I've only been to a few FSU games, but like it's so much fun when like because they do like the yeah, like, army with the hatchet, yeah. yeah, and everyone's like doing that and like in the in the stands doing like the chant. I was like, this is like it's fucking fucked up. But yeah, like I, I like. But yeah. it is risk is weird because it's like it takes away from them. It's so bad because you know it's, it's sort of the backbone of racism, which is literally you know what I mean. Because you know in order to racism and like be effective, you need a political tool. You need to like dehumanize them because hard you can't look at them as like. Eh. Hence the reason blackface was effective. You you know because yeah. it was like okay, black people were like as some white people knew like wow, black people are just like us. They're just, <laughs> like they're just like they want to live yeah. and breathe and they're actually intelligent. And they don't, yeah. You had to create the minstrel show with the over coloring and the red eyes and the white lips and all that stuff to make it less because that way it made it easier to like be evil in slavery. Because not if you make them human, it's hard to be evil. Yeah. It's hard to be human. 
evil to human beings. It's like, ugh. But when you, make, you reduce them to animals, regulate then it's easier to do that. And that's what, that's what I read to him. But the whole different, I mean, I don't know, I shouldn't make you on that, but I'm saying maybe because it's black, but that's the political talk of the day. But there's a difference between wearing the red eye, even like the Gucci did. Gucci fucked up on that, it was different. Remember the whole Gucci incident where they had like the red eyes and the white lips and they had the black facing? Yeah. That's diff- That's menstrual show, which is literally intentionally thing to make fun of and dehumanize African Americans. Yeah. The difference between, you know, like wearing prosthetics and putting blurring black makeup and dressing up like Kanye. Yeah. Not saying that is so okay, but so a lot of times people do that and have the best intention. You know, if you're yeah. trying to, but people do that still like look at me, I'm Kanye and I'm looking at me, I got my five baby mamas and you know what I mean? Like you're making fun of Kanye. If if you're gonna do like the prosthetics to be unrecognized, like if you're gonna do an undercover boss and you're like, you know what, make me a different gender also a different race like yeah. oh no one's gonna fuck it if you're if yeah. undercover reasons that's different yeah but if you're gonna do that just so you can sing this song and it's like you know it's it, not it's, inherently wrong it's just i don't know it's, a a bad, it's i'm a not bad white taste. but i would like not even even it is it's just the concept the context has to be so like crystal clear that you leave yourself wide open to interpretation especially in this era yeah that i i'm not white i just wouldn't do that you know yeah it's not wrong i'm like oh if i like, like a lot of the black people i know wouldn't be like oh man someone were like you know just up to your favorite character from a show like never like you train your thing like the black kids you dress like you put it on black makeup you dress up as that kid no most black people i know wouldn't be like oh man that's offensive we're like okay that's cool but if he's going around like saying like you know grossly stereotypical blame about black and then it's like then that's wrong but yeah if it's a photo and they're like racist and you're like it's hard to fit you know what I mean like yeah, I would assume as a context. white person it'd be hard to be like well like, not what I meant was everyone's like you know what I mean? and your company let's just be on the safe side and just fire this person like have you it's hard I, to I, really I assume yeah. you don't watch Scrubs right oh uh, yeah I've seen the whole series alright you remember Even the episode where, where JD and Turk are going to the Halloween party yeah JD's in blackface and Turk's in whiteface <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah and then and Tur- JD's like you see this is cool and Turk's like oh yeah it's fine he's like oh man look at that and he walks away and then the guys <laughs> open the door and he's just standing there with blackface yeah. and they're just like Oh, and they yeah. just, just be his ass. That sort of distinctly shows that context is, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's context it. does matter. I mean, like, still, like... I wouldn't want to be a white person and white myself wide open to that sort of life. No, and, like, I, thank God I grew up in an era where, like, the stuff I did didn't get recorded. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm almost certain I've never used the N-word in an aggressive way, or actually at all. I think... A few times when I got really into some like Gambino songs. Yeah. I'm working out, like I'll be like, ah, damn it, I said it. Because <laughs> like if I get into it, I'm working out and I'm like getting pumped, and I'm like, ah, damn it. Yeah, and most of people, so I mean, we won't, we won't get upset about. It. I mean, I'm gonna say I can't. I'm not again. I'm not the authority. I'm like, like one yeah. black man's opinion does not represent forty million people. Exactly. But but it's a very specific context. So I've been in a situation where people like especially in college where like they're going around saying it. You know, like just being edgelord shit or they're like saying, saying oh I'm gonna make a song like no like you're, oh yeah you're trying to insinuate you're trying to incite something for me and you're using you're abusing that oh well, I was just you're being too I sensitive. was just singing the song I love that and song what song it's were like... you singing I don't know what the end of the like, you know, it's just so I don't know I'm not white but I would like maybe I would try my best just to, you know, try, thing, try try better or, like, or try harder. Do what you want, but you know what I mean. Freedom again. Freedom of speech. You know, not freedom of consequences. You gotta. Yeah. You know, you have to provide the context of what you. You know what I mean. Like, if you want to put yourself out in that ba- yeah, space. Now, could you replace the N word with something else? And you saying, like vampire. Like, like no, no, like <laughs> like well, the, the Italian that Gambino said. Remember, like, oh, was the, anyway, I kept saying vampire, vampire. Remember his video? Yeah, yeah. weirdo. Uh, like, what if you replaced? How was it? Like, what other word? Like maybe ninny? Because ninny is kind of like. If I remember correctly, that's what like you call someone who's like who's like a wuss. So, a foolish person, oh, like ninny. it fits. But then I'm like in context. If ninny. I'm singing a song and I replace the n word with ninny, I was like that doesn't really help. No, that it's the same thing. Even if you replace the word, it's still because it, so it's like I'm just there. like because ninny sounds kind of like pick a ninny, which is like also sort of slur. It sounds like this is why you're here to help me. With. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. Pick a ninny. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this was a short hair for pick a ninny because I had a co-worker years ago that was even he would say he had a. He had a slang term for black people who came to this like years and years ago back when I was in high school. So. 
It's just hard. It's hard out here it being is. white. It's hard being white. Man. <laughs> what what you, hey, it ain't hard out here being white. It's, I won't say it's difficult. <laughs> you just, I really gotta watch what you say. Like, yeah. well, you do too, but this is different. It's different when you have the race to get to the edge. I don't know. It's just. I think a lot of people are ready to like point the finger and be like, racist. But it's like every everybody's racist. It's like just, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just probably better to. You know what I mean? You think about your. You I mean you read the room? Like a comedian. You mean like, yeah. like the whole thing about comedians? Like oh, we can't. Comedians can be funny. You can be do what the fuck you want. Like you read the yeah, room. You can, you yeah, don't, you gotta read the don't room. Don't be a fucking like, comedian. Like don't be a comedian. Yeah. That's other job. It's like, like every it is, like, like there's people in every like race of every skin color that are racist in some way. Like that's. Like that's just kind of how it is. You know, I mean, that, is that too? And then, like Louis C.K. recently that video came out where he's like saying the N word very aggressively around like you know Chris Rock, but him and Chris Rock are friends. And they have that context yeah. in that room, and then they have that sort of comedian kind of dancer. But I don't know. Yeah, it's. I personally always steer away from it, even like, jokingly. I, yeah, like I don't. I get like I'm even as a, I don't even go that way as jokes. Like it's not feminine people do it it's, just, it's hard for me maybe because I'm not really articulate enough to like to really be like look here's a context and people are like fuck their context like you said that you know what I mean I don't want to have to be on that you know what I mean like, yeah because I already said enough offensive shit where it's like I can defend my people are like maybe you are being too tender but the race one is like nah you know what I mean it's almost gonna fall like you can have you have option is like I can be offended because you said something racist but you miss it you know what I mean like yeah even if your intentions weren't that you know it's hard to defend it yeah it's uh... It, it's so hard like especially like right now like I mean, we're making a podcast like we're putting ourselves out there <laughs> yeah. we're already gonna get blasted for this episode for That's one fine. reason or another That's I'm sure fine. I said something I wasn't paying attention it's to it's art though like you're too you're doing the art you're doing the art you, you, you leave yourself wide open to like I mean I to can, being I offensive unless you're making like fluffy you know what I mean you're trying to do like yeah. some Disney stuff where it's very you know like I mean, like, PG I, stuff yeah I can take criticism like all, all through art school what you do is yeah, you, you take criticism you don't want to be canceled yeah, I don't that's, that's scary cancel culture is scary you know what I mean people can tell like, me people I like, suck like you fucking suck like come to your show and pay your ticket like that's fine you come to my show pay and buy a ticket and say I suck I will happily come and yeah. you know, actively defend that like buy the ticket and like oh rip it in half and then like fuck you and buy my CD and roll it back in the 90s they'd run over steamroll CDs after they bought them or something I'm open to that that's cool man that's cool they buy like an iPod <laughs> people that buy like an iPad to smash it yeah, right there yeah, like yeah. cool that was like 500 bucks you just but wasted you made a point though I mean that's, you did make that point and, and then you probably didn't open it like man people are so angry at me they're buying you know my, my shit to fuck it up like maybe I should like look at the situation differently as an artist you would like maybe I can look at it I mean thanks for you know I'm still doing my thing and supporting me but you know I mean publicity is publicity yeah, yeah it's yeah. like and, but it should, as an artist you should kind of look at it you know as you said before look at it like maybe I should do things you know look at the situation with criticism and like look at it maybe look at it differently instead of just well I mean that's like, and I had like again like I totally be on blast for like because that the character that the story I was telling you about earlier that main character I'm, I'm gonna I want to have him be African American okay just I mean, honestly because of like like your heritage like your like your parents were like uh, were British well, my family is yeah yeah European. yeah and then and, and like, like you're it's you're, like European Caribbean or maybe yeah yeah you're like you're like first generation American yeah. with your family I really like I thought that was a really cool interesting way like one for one to connect that character to to Britain in general but yeah. also just have him be like first generation his parents don't understand like living in America in his age as like a teenager or as like, a young adult so like I, I thought that would be really interesting because it's like like I want to get into the headspace to kind of understand it and kind of empathize because I feel like that's a really good exercise for any kind of art for writing is getting into the headspace of someone you're not typically in well, yeah, you're preaching the because I like, literally have most of my characters are female characters, and I try yeah. to, and I it's, use that as its mechanism getting... for me to like look better empathize with women, not just write those characters, but actually have conversations with women about these characters and what they mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want their have... strengths and weaknesses, not as like, oh, you're a woman, like no, 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 you're different. I was different in respect, and I think it's a great way of doing that because you're you're growing as a person, 
but you're also growing as a writer or an artist because you're creating more characters. Yeah, like, you what are you going to write Expendables for the rest of your life yeah. where it's just dudes? Yeah. 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 Like, Punching, shooting, yeah, stabbing. That's pretty cool too. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. Like, but diversity and like diversity getting, in art. Getting yeah. a little buzzed and like eating pizza watching the Expendables, yeah. like just watching all, all the old dudes fight. Yeah. It's like in the first one, that's just like that one more because it was like more to the point. I just, I it's remember seeing Jet like, Li like, 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 one of the main ones that get off like the first couple minutes and all of a sudden like, you know what, we're gonna do, we're gonna find him, we're gonna, fight, we're gonna track him down, find him, kill him, like, that's the movie. Him. We're gonna kill him. Yeah, like, that's like right, the man. first two minutes of the movie, but that's it, you're ready to go. But I, I get what you're saying, there it is. But again, as an artist, you know, you, you have to walk that line. That's anything, that's what art, you have to be, I always believe artists at the front lines of like, you know what I mean, like, in, innovations and consciousness and trying to like, you know, like, get in the world to empathize more and be more compassionate and you have to yeah. think of, and you know what I mean you're doing those kind of stories like you are doing you're gonna if you do you, hopefully you will get good because I think they push the envelope and get you have yeah. to take those arrows it's like being the Indian you have to go out there and be the cowboy well, yeah like of course like, you have I'm to gonna, take those blood. Like, you have to learn from those though I'm saying. when I'm writing this character I'm definitely gonna refer to you to like I need some help like I don't understand because yeah. even another character in there is gonna be trans so I'm gonna go to my my friend who's trans I'll be like I'm writing this character like inspired not, I, don't, I don't say inspired by them but like kind of like I guess inspired by them and I want you to like look over this character and tell me what should change or like what aspect am I missing that yeah. is going to make this character more real and something that I can learn and I guess teach other people through art Yeah. so like that's what I, that's what I want to do as an artist I want to expand and try new things I don't want to just well as you should too it's like, different yeah. like that's why I purposely don't write like male characters not because I don't yeah. want to because I'm, I'm a guy, so I was like, I want to yeah. use my lens as a guy to write other characters, and that way it'll give me another lens and how they're going through, you know what I mean, and empathize with their situation, and be, you know, use my as compassion. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I feel, I feel like it'd be weird to, like, I mean, not the thing is weird, that's why I don't typically write, like, you know, like, characters with, like, you know, like, black dudes. And yeah. I feel like it'd be... I'm a, I'm a cis white guy, so, like, I could easily write a, a white character, but I don't really want to, because there's been enough of that already. Like, yeah, I mean, that's... Guys. They're winning, you guys are winning, yeah. I mean, not right now. <laughs> It's being white isn't as cool as it was like nah, 50 years ago. It's always cool to be white. It's always cool. I mean, maybe for other people, not for me. Aww. Trying, I mean, trying to be like an ally with like the LGBT community, like, like it's they don't give a shit what I have to say. No, I can't tell you times I've been shot down. I've been like, I like want to be supportive. I'm like, fuck you, you're not a part of this. I'm like, I want to help though. Yeah, as I you should. I feel like movements, especially like those kind of social movements, you need people who are outside those movements to help you grow the movement. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it, not. It becomes an echo. It becomes an echo chamber, and it's like. Yeah, it sounds weird, but you need outsiders. You need like. Yeah, civil rights movement. We needed. We needed a lot of white people behind it. Yeah. Like, you need because white people needed to like, get those permits and those marching. Yeah. You need it on because black people get all angry. If white people get them high, you tend to listen. Well, okay, white, white guys are in it. They may have something to say. If not, you yeah. just your bitch within your own community. I'm sure they need them to help rent cars and buses. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like you know, like, get away from cops. They're like, what's going on? Nothing here. There's nothing here to see, officer. And then like, yeah, like they needed. That's like I know there was back when Vine was a thing. Like they're like these black guys were like driving around. And they have their white friend with them, who's obviously like super white, like polo tucked into like khaki shorts, and they yeah. get pulled over, and they're like rolled down the window so they can see him. <laughs> and he's like, "Hi, officer." It's like, "Oh, okay, you're good." Yeah, and he's like, yeah. Like, oh, it's close." So I was like, "That's kind of that's kind of true." You need allies, you know, like, both, yeah, you need I, allies yeah. on both sides. Yeah, I, I, again, like, but I, I can't just, speak to them. I don't know. Maybe I don't know their territory, so I don't want to like, go ahead and like try to hijack them. Like, this, you need more white guys on your team because I don't know. Like, they, 
Because I'm sure a lot of times they yeah. do that, and you know, they do the, the opposite effect. It's like, look, I'm part of the LGBT. You know, me using an excuse to be more toxic to you know. That I mean, it's, yeah, like having like more cis white people backing you, I think is a good thing. I'm sure don't put them in the limelight. Like, this is our spokesperson. Yeah. Like, imagine like like yeah, Bernie Sanders was a big supporter of Martin Luther King. Yeah. But imagine him being there talking instead of Martin Luther King. Like, it wouldn't have the same impact. I don't know, man. According to movie history, that's how it works. You have a movement. You have a guy, you know, a cis white dude, come and hijack it and then kind of run the show. You know. Did he do that? No, I mean, that's pretty much the history of, like, Western... Oh, okay. I'm saying, like, okay. pretty much think of any, like, civil rights or any type of movement or, like, dude, it's usually that, you know what I mean? Like, they're running the show and all of a sudden, like, some, you know, the white savior comes in and, like, you know, makes everything right. I mean, the literal white knight. <laughs> like, yeah. like, literally yeah. comes in and he's like, you need to listen to these people. And like, what? And like, oh, man, like, John Smith is coming to talk. And it's like, now what Perker is up. And like, dude, I, you know what I mean? Like, like, dude, I did like 99% of the work. Yeah, like, like, oh, you know, oh, he's white. Let's listen to let's him. Listen to him. He did all the different class of the white dude. And he brings his black. No, like, you know what? It's He did some work. They bring their black friend up on stage. Too, yeah. And they're like clapping. Like, I, like the whole, like, I have a black friend. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, look at my black you know, like, friend. Like, pass out the pamphlets out. did all the work. Did all, and he like signed. He's like, hey, man, sign the pamphlet. You know, sign the permit for me. He's like, oh, but it has his name on it. Like, you know, and he gets a treat named after him, whatever, like, the white dude does for being an ally of the black community. Like, you just signed the permit and got a, you know, a thing. Like, you, I mean, you did, but, like, come on. That's pretty crazy. So, I don't know. We got, this is cool. This is a cool, like, turn of events. <laughs> like, turn yeah, of events. I mean, we ended, we ended, like, what, like, 15 minutes ago when we talked about <laughs> racial stuff and politics. This is going to be a wild podcast. So, the podcast will mostly be about Nicolas Cage, but I guess we'll go on these really, there really will be tangents. bizarre tangents. Which Whatever. Cool. Maybe we should just do a separate one and just hold it and just have, like, a... It's been, no, it should be the anchor. It should be Nick Cage's anchor, Nick Cage's and then it's the anchor. anchor, and then it just goes wherever the, go go where the fuck we feel like going. Because, like, and fuck it. It's a podcast. You don't want to listen. Yeah, it's a podcast. I'm sure at some no point, I, I feel like during uh, Wicker Man, I'll probably go on some religious rant, probably about Joel Olstein because I okay, fucking oh, yeah, hate that yeah, dude. Shout out to Joel Olstein. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> Jesus wanted me to have a private jet. Go yeah, fuck yourself. Yeah, I love that rant. Oh, my God. I hate oh. that. That is like some uh, Gordon Gecko shit, like the whole greed is good thing. Yeah, I mean, greed is good. You know, you've seen you've seen Wall Street, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that whole like thing is reminding me of. You can rationalize anything. You 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 really can. You can rationalize anything if you try. You're hard like results driven. When you're results driven, you can rationalize anything. You have to get to yeah. that result. Whatever there's you do. there's this guy I follow on YouTube, uh, Rudy with Alpha Investments. He used to work on Wall Street, and now he works in collectibles, mostly like trading cards and stuff. And he talked about, like, he's like, when I was in school, I worked two jobs. After I was at school all day, I went and I worked in a mechanic shop until 3 in the morning. Slept for two hours in my car, then went back to school. Oh, shit. And he's like, he's like that's what he's like. If you, have, if you are a full-time job and you have evenings free, go wait tables. Go make more money. And I was like, that is terrible advice. <laughs> like, for someone who already, like, I myself don't get a lot of sleep at night. Like, I just, I just don't sleep. Even, like, I get up at 6 o'clock every morning. Oh, shit. I go to the gym every morning. Like, I bust my ass to make sure that I have a schedule. I'm even eating healthy now. I haven't eaten carbs in ages. It's oh, fucking shit. killing me. Oh, gosh. I don't know how much I want to f- fucking... Every right. time I drive by a Wendy's, I'm like, fuck, I want, really? a, I want a junior bacon cheese with some fucking fries. Really? Good. It's so fucking hard. But yeah, like, I, I bust my ass, and even then, like, I still don't sleep well. I don't feel good all the time, just because my body's shitty. And for someone to be like, you know how you have a shitty nine-hour uh, day at work? Go wait tables at a shitty job and all, and lose sleep and forget about working out and eating properly. It's like, that is terrible advice. Uh, I mean, I'm a bit advised on it, too. Because, like, a lot of times if you want to, like, if you want to change your life, I mean, I, I get the whole gist of, like, doing other stuff. Like, for me, too, when I had, like, you know, you're not in a good position where you're trying to, like, you have to yeah. kind of... 
not have to, but it's an option. It's I like mean, having, it's like the it's like the nuclear option of like if you like you know what I mean. If your next step probably is like saying off your life, you know what I mean. Like you know what I mean. It's like if like you don't have the rich uncle or the family to help you with that, and you're not making the money or you need the money to get yeah. where you need to be. Like I think a lot of that time. I think a lot of the time that those advice people are just like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're watching this video, you're probably, like, almost, like, at your wit's end. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm, yeah. I hate my life. I want to kill myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you're looking for a desperate... It's like a desperate option of, like, you know what, fuck it. Your life's... Before blowing your brains out, here's a try this option of, like, yeah, work a shitty job. It's better to live work a shitty job for a little bit, you know, and then hopefully you can like, push you to the life that you want to be, as opposed to just, like, being miserable for 40 years, retiring, being broke, and have to be, like, hopefully relying on your kids living in their basement rest until you just, you know, croak and die. Like, yeah, you know, like, it's... It's rather, like, make your life a little bit shittier for a little bit longer, live the life you want, and then, yeah, we can live a better life, you know? But, I mean, that's good for people, like, who, like, I don't... I mean, it's not good for people who have, like, mental health problems, like... Like, I mean, again, like, you know, I worked a shitty job for a long yeah. time. It was, like, nine years, and it got worse and worse. And to the point where, like, when I got my new job, I was still working both jobs. Like, yeah. I was working, what, like, 50-hour weeks. I had one day off. It was terrible. It was nice to have that little side job, but for my mental health, I had to quit that job really? before before that the our mutual, not, our mutual hated enemy, what should we call him? Mm-hmm. Just call him the pedo. There's some guy who took, yeah, who hijacked her freaking, who, yeah. who hijacked her this, time and had if, forced them to listen to him. If I didn't quit that job and having a, my job being dealing with knives all day, yeah, I I would have, I probably would have like thrown a knife at him or a microwave. He he's that bad of a person. I wanted him banned from the store because he's a pedophile and a sex offender, and they wouldn't do it because they wanted him to do something physically. I was like, is that really what you have to wait for? For, like, an offense from just some grab some, like, teenage girl's ass before I fucking throw a, a fucking GE microwave at his head and probably oh, kill him. But, uh, oh. I don't know. Maybe other stuff, too. Other yeah, alternatives. Sorry. I hate that guy so much. I go off on tangent every know, single like, time. Like, I do odd job before early. Like, I mean, I'm sure, like, for example, for you, I don't know, like, this is going to really short tangent on the podcast. I don't know. It's fine. Keep it going. We'll keep going. Like, for example, for you, like, you can always do arbitrage, like, flipping. Like, you know extensive knowledge about, like, you know what I mean? Like, collectibles and that. Like, you can use yeah. that knowledge for you. Like, I'm saying, this isn't is me just knowing you or something you can make a lot of money. I'm not some scam shit, right? This yeah. is something you could legit, you could make a lot of money doing is, like, you I, could have flipped shit. Like, you could, you'd have I so do. much knowledge. Like, you could make so much money. Because I know you knew extensive knowledge on just, like, art and, like, your collectibles. You would make bank. Like, if you, you know what I mean? Like, if you, yeah. imagine if you spent, like, a couple hours, you know what I mean? Just on that. You know what I mean? Not, like, I'm not casually doing it, but if you just spent, like, maybe, like, I'd say, like, five hours a week. I mean, a month. I mean, it's really just, like, you know, spend that time. Just, just do, do some that. research. Just do, yeah. If you did yeah. that, you'd make, like, you could make easily clear $1,000 a month. Yeah, especially, like, trading You know cards. so much about that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you would make so much money. Just, you know what I mean? You could go to, like, gar- garage show. You, you know, you know, garage actually, shows, Goodwills, all like, just five hours a month. That's it. It's not even that. I, you I take, like, one week or a real estate. You know what I mean? You in the morning. You would make bank. Like, or real estate sales and that. You would make so much money. Just, like. I, yeah, I mean, I've done that. I got a Dreamcast from a garage sale for five bucks. Or estate sales, especially on the other side of town. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't localize the podcast. But you know what I mean? I'll yeah. say other side of town because I don't want to be like, you know, like, yeah. you know on the fourth street in Park Avenue. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what I'm saying? Like, the whole idea of, like, you'd make bank off of that. I mean, you wouldn't have to work another job. Yeah. Another too. It's honestly, another like, like I even over the weekend, like, I was having like, some money problems. So I went through some Pokemon cards, sold some cards, got enough for some groceries. And that's what I do. Like, do like estate sales are perfect. You know? Yeah, that that, like, that you sword, that, time. that sword on the wall, that plastic Adventure Time sword. Yeah, paid fifteen bucks for that on sale. It's worth like sixty bucks now. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Like that's, like that's that's if I ever need money, I'll throw that up on eBay for you know like that. your art. Or you flip it on Etsy. You'd have so you have so much art to be I, I actually if, like people really like your art. You'd have a following if you post it on too. I'm saying like I, I know I need to get back into that. I don't know but, me like looking at I don't know. I technically guess I get my business owner. I guess I have to. I mean, and we're going to found this social media marketing. Like if I was like if I was like in partner with you, like dude, I, you were leaving. 
I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying, if you were the money is right there. Like you're leaving, yeah. you're leaving well, so much money on the table for for your knowledge base and your level of talent, your creativity. You're leaving a lot of money on the table. You could, I mean, and you have to. I mean, I don't know your your well, you're in happiness, but I'm saying if I was like in part, if I was your business partner, I'd be you know like twisting my cigar. I'm like, hey kid, like well, there's I'm, a lot of money that you could be making that you don't have to. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have to work very hard. I'm actually picking. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a shirt. Uh, a website for like selling shirts like where i can just upload a design yeah i need to figure out <clears throat> figure out the specifics on like copyrights and stuff because i still want to have the rights to my art yeah. i don't want to lose it by yeah. like giving it to them but i've also got other ideas like you know just like f- runny funny random things like i don't know like i can't think of it off the top of my head like well not that i mean even the fact that you've been like doing this, like for example this podcast is a great way to like yeah, hide in your branding cage pod i'll, I'll do your some, best thing yeah it's your some. best thing is your branding like you know like, austin diebel stuff anything that you're tied to like the fact that you have like you're gonna have you have your Instagram. You're gonna have your podcast. You're gonna have you know whatever post yeah. random shit like on the fucking you know, your Twitter whatever whatever other thing. The fact that it all tie back into you know what I mean like your you know what I mean your thing. And someone might like listen to your nickname, but you know we'll just like search it. You know what I mean? Like, rather than like being like, hey, buy my art. And be like, oh, your art's pretty cool, but you're trying to push it down my throat. But they'll stumble on this Nick Cage podcast. That's really cool. What else does he do? Google your name and like, oh shit, he makes yeah. dope art. I'm gonna buy his shit. And all shit, he has an Etsy page. Oh shit, he has shit on eBay. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Like it's like so. It's not. It's 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 just a lot of money on the table. I want to say simple because I don't. I don't know where you. I don't. I don't want to tell you what to do. You know what I mean? Like this is what you should do with your life. I don't know where you're going. But I mean, as far as like, if like if you're trying to make a little bit more money a month, I'm like, it's all right here. This is like a great. The problem is I rotate with what I'm doing. Like I'll rotate between like oh doing carving and woodworking. Like oh you know what? Like I I have been doing a ton of writing the last few weeks. Yeah. Like I'm just getting ideas out there, just throwing ideas down, whether it be jokes or stories. And then I'm like I'm I'll do some more drawing or I want to do an illustrated book, which is tough because. I have a hard time splitting between, like, writing and drawing. Like, I can't really do them both at the same time. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So, like, yeah, I'm like writing, and play. then I'm, like, I, I, get, I got to, like, the third act of the story, and I want to illustrate it. So I've been, like, doodling, but I got I got, I got writer's block the third act. I just don't know how to just round it out. Like, I know the, the specific ending, but how to get from, you know, the end of act two to the conclusion, I'm kind of, ugh, I know, like, one thing I want to get, get over there, but that's kind of... You know, just write through the writer's probably said write write random shit about it. Like you know, only going like that's what I tend to do. Like I'm like stuck in the outline, so I'm just like writing, going back to the outline and just writing notes about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I notes about it, notes about it until it'll finally go back to the thing. That's all I usually do when I like writer's block is like, I'll write another part of it until oh it'll help me get, eventually get back to. Well, I I even talked to Emily. I, I asked her. I was like, can I run some like writing ideas by you? Because yeah. she she has a degree in literature. Oh, so yeah. I mean, if if she could be my ghost writer, I'd be so fucking happy. <laughs> yeah, nice. Because I've I've read some of her her writing and it's great. She's, no, really? She, yeah, she's like a great writer. Did you publish anything? I, she had, I think she had a blog spot. Okay. I saved it on, well, it was on my computer that died. There you go, your other blog. Perfect. Yeah. It works, dude. It fucking works. There's yeah. too many people are making some. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. You're, you're way too talented and creative not to. It's, I would say to you, this is someone that, again, like, I'm wearing like, my freaking producer slash like, <laughs> business guy. Like, I forgot, like, I do have that company thing, whatever, is like just every single day just write a fucking I mean a daily blog it doesn't have to be good just an idea just a thought I swear to god it'll help you so much it'll just help you like oh, well yeah like it doesn't have to be it just like you said before we had a little conversation like, literally just with podcast like doesn't have to be good it just needs to be out there just some idea or a thought you can put out every single day and that'll help that'll build your audience and like that'll have multiple facts you'll be in so many different circles so many niches You'll have multiple niches, and it's like, you know, the barrier entry is low, because it's like, it's freaking fucking free. It's like, it's free, which is a good price range, which yeah. is cheap. It's like your time. You won't spend, like, you can do it on your phone. You can type your blog on your phone or your brain, you know what I mean? Like, all through the daytime, and, like, post it daily, and you'll be have that other outfit. You'll have your podcast, and you'll have your, your Instagram, you'll have all these, multiple different facets. So, if someone else will find about you, I mean, they'll follow that, and it'll, it'll tie it back to everything. 
That's I mean, the best thing in the world. Honestly, if you took a look at my... blogs aren't... Like I thought, too, blogs are nowhere near dead. Like, people thought they were... People who have been researching again. Oh, no. People still... are still making, like, bank of their blogs. Like, Mark, like... Mark still has a movie blog. He was oh, doing yeah? that when we were in college. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. And he's still, he still, like... I think it's... I think it's Word... He has WordPress. And people still use WordPress. Yeah, yeah. It's still, like, blogging ain't dead. So, I'm, like... I don't know. I'm in, like... My writer's book, I'll write back and forth, and I'm going back into the scene, like, even because I spend way too much. I'm, like, obsessed with, like... I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm totally obsessed with watching how the market is moving with social media, you know, tying into, like, different things. So yeah. I've been, like, I spent, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to admit how much time I spend, like, in the last, like, five, six months going back, deep diving into, like, not only the research, but just in that, watching analytics and just watching real life people and, like, studying the fact the game, like, how, like, of social media and, like, we're, like, dude, like, we're, like, we think, we're, we think it's, like, plateau, but we're not even close to plateauing. Like, every projection is, like, if you have an idea of you're in there, we're, we're still in the gold rush. Yeah. That's pretty much the consensus is, like, you're still in, like, we're still in it. Like, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, you know, 100 years from now, I'm like, dude, like, you know, you're, you know, like, 50 years from now, you're like, grand, like, you're going to regret, like, your kids and your grandkids. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like grandpa, did you know where social media is going 50 years? If you had got in back when you were, like, you know, like, my yeah. age, like, I know, son, fuck you. Like, <laughs> like, it's still, like, the golden age. Like, every projection, every major company is like, dude, like, get in there now because it's yeah. still getting really good. It's, like, it's amazing how, like, it's still going to keep going and going. We think, oh, yeah, it's too late because, like, we missed the first two waves of, like, still, like, like YouTube. And that's, Everyone's like, motherfucker, no, dude. Like, it is going. It's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, that that's the good thing about podcasts. It's, the tip it's of the easy to record. You know, it, it's going to be probably not great at first. It doesn't but matter. you throw it's it up on there. YouTube, it gets out there. You know, I mean, we, on, we yeah. both have friends in different productions yeah. and stuff. I mean, I'm going to fucking blast it every, except yeah. for my parents. <laughs> not that I don't. Maybe my dad could listen to it, but probably not my mom or anyone else in my but family. But that's another point you made. You made a proof point, too. Because that's the metric I use as your parents. You know, everybody and their mom using it. Yeah. Because the fact that, it, like, like, the internet and now it's like, I mean, a little podcast thing, like, it's getting pop, more popular, but, like, literally, your, people's parents are on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's still, like, a huge market share of people that are are still coming into podcasting. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, there's literally, the ground floor is still there. It's not like, it's not even nowhere near Plateau. It just, like, blows my mind of, like, how, like, the possibilities are, like, not even financially, just, like, you can have the most niche shit and people will fucking hover to you and make so much money. Like, it's not even, like, we're nowhere near, like, the crisis. I have, like... Yeah, it's, it's gonna continue it's to go up. nowhere near Like, it. even, like, even look at YouTube and all the problems Dude, they're it's having. it's nowhere near The apocalypse and, like, it I mean, doesn't... look at, look at PewDiePie. Like, that yeah. guy has, has censored and handicapped himself yeah. so much, but to the point, it completely, like, directed his content in a different way and made it even bigger. Yeah. Like, he, he, like... He totally went off on... He had this whole, like, you know, cringy, edgy humor. Yeah. He did, like, some of the Nazi stuff, which was... Like, to me, it was pretty funny. Like, <laughs> making fun of Nazis is always funny. Yeah. Look at Jojo Rabbit. I yeah. can't fucking yeah, wait for that. Yeah, i for that, too. You can always make fun of Nazis, because yeah. fuck them. They're Nazis. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, dude. like, and he was making fun of it, and he got shit, because they were calling him, like, a Nazi. The N-word aside, <laughs> he dropped the N-word. That's good. That was that's bad. That's a good thing. Oh, no, I mean, he dropped using it. Oh, you can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't, yeah. That's no, no. He, he, he was playing a game, too, and he said he even said, you stupid N-word. And I was yeah. like, that wasn't just like I was singing a song. That was like aggressively this towards I, someone. This is how I talk, because I'm casually racist, yeah. Yeah, no, but ever since then, he's like totally neutered his content, and he doesn't even like curse. Like, he says like frick and stuff, and like it's... You can grow. You can it's, evolve. Yeah, you I mean, have he, to. I mean, he you has, have to be in perfect allies. I mean, you know, he hit a hundred million subscribers. He did. He did a yeah. hundred million. I thought he was like twenty million. That was way off, dude. That was worse. no. Uh, when the you know, t- you know the whole T series versus PewDiePie thing. Yeah, yeah. Which only yeah, drove that, it more. That, which is a genius really marketing idea. Up, yeah, and that really bumped him up, and then it kind of just kept going. And it was even like I think it was like when he got married, like his wedding day, like he, got, yeah, he hit a hundred mil. So it was like that's freaking crazy. Yeah, like good for him. Like he's gonna do that for ages, and he now he has like a clothing line. Yeah, and it's it's expensive, and he has that stupid fucking chair. 
Hannah said, like, he, he has this, like, gamer chair. It's, like, $400. Really? And it's, like, it's the PewDiePie chair. And it's one of those where it's designed in a way where you can recline, like, completely horizontal <laughs> to the ground. He's like, that's cool, but can you do this? And he just flings back in his chair and lays down. And that, he did that shit for, like, a fucking year. Really? And it was, I don't know why, I think it was one of those things where it's, like, once, it was, it's dumb, but once it repeats enough, then it's fucking funny. <laughs> oh, shit. It's one of those situations. But yeah, like I, again, like that's why I want to start this podcast. Yeah, I want to get out there. Even like if we if we want to do another one, if we want to do like this will be like maybe like a filmography of series. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna do like Nick Cage. We'll go through like his production, directing, and his acting. We go to another another uh, actor. Like I want to do one on Jackie Chan. Oh yeah, nice. Because I again I grew up on Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan Adventure, Shaolin Noon, uh, Shaolin. Oh no, Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights. Rush Hour. I grew up on Jackie Chan, but as of late, with everything with China, he's been backing China because yeah, propaganda. You get a lot of money. Yeah, there's a billion, billion, over a billion people there. There's a lot of fucking yeah. There's money. a lot of fucking money there, yeah. especially in the film industry. And I mean, he, like I had, he had that propaganda kung fu yoga. It That's was, true. Because like but money too, but probably it's his own country too. He probably didn't want to go over there and like be yeah. like this bitch. You know, you want to come over here and like build up your own country. Yeah, he came over here and I, like he did a ton of stuff, and he went back there, and now he's doing directing. And he did some good stuff. Uh, I can't remember the one the one I'm thinking of. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But yeah, like, I would love to talk about him because yeah. I really like like his older stuff where he's like almost dying, and then like the '90s and the 2000s when he's kind of like mellowing out and doing American stuff, and then yeah. today where he's doing very dramas and stuff like, dramas but also play story like, so he's doing directing and all that stuff and yeah yeah he, he directed and acted the last one yeah like I, I can't I can't really think of many other actors like multifaceted act- I mean we could do a really quick one on uh, Dog Stallone. Lover oh Stallone he's kind of like that too Stallone yeah he writes directs or anything like Star Wars movies he? he directed the Rocky movie I believe yeah oh the the one with uh, Milo Ventimiglia the first one I think Actually, don't know. Oh, the first Rocky or like the the recent. If I'm not if I'm not crazy, I'm he directed the first. He don't know. He's always a director. He directed a lot of movies. I mean, I'm pretty sure he directed the first one. That would be fun. Sure. I have not seen many still. That's why movies. he like blew up. That's why he kind of blew up. Because if he wrote, no one else back. He blew in himself. He wrote, directed, and produced the movies. He's right. He was kind of like that. He's the only, only like major American I can think of that was like that. He was kind of like that particular. You know, in that space, he was like in a major space, writing, directing, and producing all his own shit. He. I, That's he, why he became the awkward guy because he was doing all his own shit. I mean, again, uh, yeah, we should definitely sit down and figure out who we want to talk about. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, one, just to get me to see more movies, like, I, I slack on movies. Like, yeah. That's one streaming. That's one thing I really like about this, is having a schedule. Without yeah. school and not having a schedule and not reasons to see movies, yeah. I am totally off. And especially, it helps everybody, because it's, it's good to, like, have, when you're especially creating, to, like, have for, like, different multiple shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? For me, too, when I, like, stop, that's what I kind of fucking like that, too, is, like, when you have multiple projects at once, like especially like serial projects, like okay, this time like for Monday, this time we're doing this, and this day I'm doing this, it helps push the creativity in other projects. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that way, it's like, oh, I have to, I have to get shit done because I, you know, like on Tuesday at eight o'clock, I have to be here, so I need to get the, you know what I mean? It pressure you to like get other shit done, what, and like, it feels good too. It makes you feel good to have yeah, regular. I'm have, getting shit done. Have a schedule and have a deadline. It's yeah, like, and getting shit done. This guy on Twitch, uh, day nine, he's been he's been streaming since before Twitch. He does like games, also does like public speaking and and stuff like that and every once in a while he'll have something called uh like uh i think it's called day nights where he does 30-day projects and yeah. he gets all of his viewers to have give yourself a 30-day project oh nice it doesn't it, it can be a product it can be writing or it can be like That's going dope, to the yeah. gym eating correctly exercising something like that That's really. Cool. and he even says he's like if you realize you bit off more than you can chew scale back if writing a whole story is too much just do an outline 
shit, and even awesome. even him, he was like, I was gonna, I'm going to the gym every single day. I messed up a few days, slept in, but no big deal. Keep on it. <laughs> like, see, that's dope. See, you said it right there, too. One, it's, it's, like, motivating your audience and, like, getting them to do something. And also, like, the fact that he's doing, you know what I mean? He's, he's walking the walk, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's and doing that's it what makes it, I think mean, that's what's cool about brands, you know what I mean? Like, because you, you actually create art. You're not just talking. You're not bullshit. You're not like, oh, I have yeah. a film about I, I wish you about this shit, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, like... Creating your own small community is... And then you're putting your community, but also, like, you're you're walking the walk, too. You know? Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing it with them. Yeah, like, you're not, like, you're shitting on other people. Like, we want to shit on the movie, but we also make our own shit, so you can shit on our shit, too, yeah. you know? You're welcome to come shit on us. To go back to uh, the first podcast I talked about, uns- uh, Unspoiled. Yeah. They do that. Uh, Natasha, she's a writer, and this podcasting thing is her job now. Okay. Like, she has a Patreon, she gets paid oh, nice. for it, and she has, does, like, a dozen different podcasts. No shit. But she's also a writer, so, like, she, like, talks to, like, her little community i don't, I don't think it's discord but like they you know they, they talk and they keep each other writing and keep each other talking and stuff and like that's awesome and the community it's such a like a small tight community they don't have a lot of trolls they don't have like assholes in their oh, groups nice. or anything it's like Vimeo. <laughs> yeah like that's that's what i kind of want like i want a small community where i can like like talk to people and i'll have someone like oh, fuck you dude fuck this fuck that and i'm like that's cool but like I, I, I don't want to say, like, safe space, but I want a positive area. I think it will if you keep doing, like, like niche stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like basically, like, like, you know, a podcast about this actor, this and that, you know? So, yeah. I don't think, at least as far as I know, I don't think you're gonna, you want to stay in a popular mainstream realm. Unless it's, no. like, unless, it's, unless, it's, unless it's advantageous in a certain way, like, you know, cha-ching, whatever. Unless, I don't think you're going to be in a space where you're, like... Unless Disney's, like, we want to sponsor you, but you have to review every single Disney, Marvel movie. Yeah. I will fucking yeah. do it. Yeah, that's, that's, I don't, that makes I sense. Don't like, that makes sense. That's, that's on brand, because yeah. that way you can do that and quit your day job, whatever, uh, what the fuck else. Or whatever. I would love to get a sponsor, but so I feel be... like our, our first sponsors are going to be like, Home Depot. That's fucking awesome. I love Home Depot. <laughs> they sell dope shit. I will totally Shout go. out to Home Depot. We would gladly have you as sponsor. I would. I don't know. <laughs> and this is the beginning will, of the end. We, yeah, we'll <laughs> have a special episode. It's like, this is a special episode, and this... These are movies that we watch that deal with Home Tools. Depot. Oh yeah, well, because you know, I think when they we get on sponsorship, they want they want you to be on rank. Because yeah. they don't want you to like, you know what I mean? Because that's why I think that's why I get another like me social media thing. It's like people want brand because you know nowadays in America we have a lot of people. We want like things that are on. You know what I mean? Like do your own shit. That's what they mean. Because now it's like companies are all scared because that's why all these companies are like like thing. Because everybody's putting your own products. Like the Austin, it's like the Austin Devo brand. Your brand is yeah. things that are authentic to you. What you like to do. So when it's sponsored on, you're like, hey. Home Depot sponsoring, we're not going to do tool shit. So anyway, back to like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Killer Clowns, you know, three, like, whatever. Like, I would, this has nothing to do with tools anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Thank you for the money, but we're not going to do tool shit. And then you're on. And then people can be like, fuck yeah, I want to go buy like a screw. You know what I mean? I want to go buy a power drill from Home Depot. Yeah. Because they're not spoiling my fucking show. You know what I mean? We can have. They're paying it so he can keep doing his shit, but I'll go buy it. You know what I mean? So that's what people won't like. You know what I mean? It's like, we'll authenticity have, yeah. is king. Like, we'll have the, the Home Depot. Home Improvement Podcast. And we, we like it, man. And, and you know what I mean? Kind of like other brands. Like, 90, 90% of podcasts, like, you're on yeah. brand which that you like. You know what I mean? Home Depot's a shit. Like, they have shit they cool. Like, yeah. I love them. Everybody's there really friendly. They're great there when I go there. We and, could like, do a podcast. Like, hey, we're going to build this too. <laughs> we're going to build a birdhouse with all the stuff oh, we bought gosh. at Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that too. They pay me to I definitely. Yeah, the, I if mean, the price is right, I'll definitely do like a phone Depot pod. Like, yeah, I will totally. Shit. I'll totally do Or just sponsors. a podcast where, like, you know what I mean? Somebody doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to, like, you know, ask a home guy, home Depot to help me, like, go in there It'll, blind. Yeah. And, like, go in there blind. It'll be like, like the uh, the Dana Carvey show. Do you remember that? Uh, every episode was a different sponsor. It's like, it's the Mug Root Beer Dana Carvey show. <laughs> and next yeah, week was, like, yeah. the Mountain Dew Dana Carvey yeah. show. I'd be like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, um, so what's his name, dude? What's it? Um, Cole Berry used to do that. Remember in the show? He had a sponsor. He had a whole, like, really over the top of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's. Ace, like a Mountain Dew. Like, whatever. And it's over the top. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, if he if, I'd be like, like he would tie uh, into the pit. Let me take a quick uh, drink. A refreshing, of my, like Mountain Dew, and he would always do the show. He was sipping on the show. Yeah, my refreshing it. sunny D. So refreshing. Uh, Anyway, back to the story. Yeah. Anyway, back to the side of the Muslims in, like, China. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's quick ad break. So, yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Yeah. This will. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Even if, like, we have, like, four viewers and four fans. Uh, it doesn't matter. It'll grow. It'll grow. Yeah. It'll grow. It'll grow by numbers. Too. Yeah, another thing, too. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm obsessed with, like, analytics. If you do, like, if we do, like, a weekly pie, it doesn't matter. Like, four viewers versus, like, a thousand episodes. You know what I mean? Well, well, yeah. You can't, lo- you can't lose. You can't if lose you, the quantity. If you keep putting enough content out. Quantity is a game, dude. There's so, like, there's it so many podcasts. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be good. You just gotta put out a lot of shit out, and people will fucking, like, you will do well. You'll be able yeah. to do well. There's so many YouTubers that just do content after content, and it they just... doesn't matter. Because four people like it, will send it to their friend, and all of a sudden, you have, like, a thousand videos, and, like, oh, a thousand, like, podcasts, and all of a sudden, we'll bounce all your different... They'll listen to all your yeah. shit. Like, wait a minute, all, we don't have perfect it was not a lot, but fuck, do we have a lot of like, yeah. people listening to our... Yeah. We got the views. We got the fucking listen, the downloads. And that's amazing about, like, this era. It's like, you put out the content. If you flood them with content, you, yeah. like, you win. Um, you win. I'm so you win excited. the game. Like, it's I'm, a game of how much shit can you put out. It's not about the quality. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan. Like, that's not... It doesn't that, matter. I don't have that kind of, like... It's about the happiness, like, right? Happiness yeah. is a win. It's a win. It's like, I make enough money where I can do the shit that I want, and I love what I'm doing. That's the game. The game. The winning a game is happiness. Like, yeah. You make enough money doing what you like, you know what I mean? Literally sitting here after talking to people. Yeah. Making more money than I'll, you can have at a regular job. And then you're like, this is fucking great. Like, what else do you want in life? Like, yeah. Else? Whenever, if, if ever I find out when Mark's in town, I will drag his ass over here. Yeah, dude. Even if we have to have a head girlfriend, his girlfriend, Katrina. Yeah. If, like, Katrina, you can sit here too. If you don't want to talk, you can, like, read a book. Yeah, you can sit in the corner and, like, read a book. Nice. If you, like, yeah, whatever. I'm sure she'll talk about it too. She watches movies with them. Yeah, yeah. She fell asleep. She movies fell... are pretty popular. Movies are popular. She fell asleep it. during Mandy, though. Oh shit! So. I mean, it was a slow burn. It really was really slow. It was, but it uh, crawled. But it was definitely a good crawl. Yeah, but yeah, like I'm excited for this. Yeah, man. The future. Yeah, Nick Cage podcast. T-shirts coming soon. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. You have Should we do a Patreon? Huh? Should we do a Patreon? Yeah, I'm down. I have no idea how it works, but let's figure. Yeah, it yeah, out. yeah. I'm weird about my thing too. I do like ten other things. I don't like they too. Maybe. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out off well, the camera. I'll, I'll I'll to, yeah, I'll have to figure out a network name. I don't have a network name. A podcast network? Yeah. Yeah. Deebles. A produ- uh, some sort of produ- production. Deebles is a cool last name, though, too. Austin Deebles. Like, it's a cool, like, Austin Deebles brand. It has, well, that's the thing. It, it has a good ring to it. In in uh, German, it's actually a carpenter or nail. So I was thinking about going by, like, you know, like, uh, another name, like, Frank Frank Carpenter, which sounds good. I'm also a big John Carpenter fan. Fan. Oh, so you're not gonna keep your name? So you're like, not gonna keep your your art name? May, maybe if I'm like like maybe doing writing, maybe it's like a like a pseudonym. Oh, so you're not you're ditching art. Maybe. People. Well, I don't know. Oh, you did it before. You said Frank Frank Diebel before. You said think they knocked it around before. Yeah, I, I, pseudonym. It's something I'm thinking about, but I don't know. Like Diebel's a good name. There aren't many people out there. There's I only... see like in cursive, you're like, you had your own brand, the Austin Diebel brand of like all the different shit you'd have. Like I mean, because yeah. you're into a lot of different shit, and I feel like you if you had a multi. I'm thinking about if I was like again my my, my producer my my sitar twisting thing because you were so many different things and that's I mean that's what the era was going to that's that's where we're going to like people love having people that, like really into a bunch of different shit and you yeah. you're on brand with it like you're like I like doing all these different things and you do all the different things you'll be fine and then all I mean, of a sudden the hone all of it together is like you say Austin Nebel brand like, oh okay Austin there's, there's Austin so co-signed much, off of this like okay yeah. I'm in like well, I'm in like I want to see what he's doing now there's like, so much like stuff like I do so like I do like again like print work illustration writing like yeah. I, i'm like i literally you're predisposed to like the 21st century like all different things yeah right here. yeah so you're pre- you have a predisposition to it so. i i am i have acted the only have thing you, that's stopping is you is yourself it's like you're releasing you the only thing that's slowing you down how much money you can make in this have, era have you. i showed you the films i did uh in like middle school with my friends 
You show me, yeah, yeah. When you okay. were in high school, and it was really dope. Oh my god. So I guess I'm an actor as well. Yeah, I guess I, I think you. I'd be better now. I'm really good at crying, so <laughs> that's a good place to start. Yeah. I mean, hey, crying on command's pretty tough, they say. So that's what I hate like when I'm watching a movie and like someone's like crying on command and you can tell they're just like staring into like a, yeah. a light and you're just like Drop Come on. Yeah. You're like, you're like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You can cry better than that. <laughs> Alright. So yeah, we should we should probably cut this off. We stopped talking about Nicolas Cage like thirty minutes ago. Oh, it's on. Nice. Yeah. So well, uh signing off, I guess. Yeah, signing off. Again, we apologize if we offended anybody. Not our intent. Yeah, I think we added like an hour. So yeah, it's like an epilogue. It's, like cool. it's like an epilogue of the prologue. Yeah, an yeah epilogue this is, of the prologue. This is the, the what's the opposite of a cold opening? A cold closing. Well, yeah, it's like a prologue, and then we ended like an hour ago, and it's the epilogue. Yeah, yeah. this is All cool. Right. Yeah, thanks for listening. We will have more. Next episode is face off. Face off. I'm excited. Yeah, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs>